My name is Demetrius Holt, but you may know me better by the name Hellspark. Now I'm coming to you today because I'm putting together a networking event in order to financially bolster Black-owned comic book conventions. It's going to be called the Blurred and Powerful event, and it's going to happen at San Diego Comic-Con 2023. Now, I've already done all the research. I've already talked to all the, the conventions. What I need for you all is to just share this message. Talk to your friends. But the point is to get high-dollar investors out of San Diego so that they can see what a comic book convention could look like at its height. So that when these other comic book conventions start to exhibit to them, start to explain to them what they're made of, then they know that they're going to get a return on their investment. So if you have any information on anybody that you may know might be interested, please contact me and we'll have a conversation. And if your friends need to know who I am, just tell them to Google my name or Black E-Man. Thanks. Uh, in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. Flying high, I emerge through the flames. Have no fear, I'm here, so stand back. Melanin, activate the name, the super black. In the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. Flying high, I emerge through the flames. Have no fear, I'm here, so stand back. Melanin, activate the name, the super black. Uh, imagine that, a future that's super black. Long as your skin brown, your superpowers intact. What would your powers be? Just hope it ain't super whack. Spatial manipulation, create a portal that's black. Maybe just super speed, time travel to run it back. Or cheat manipulation to keep my spirit intact. As I encounter evils the world face, demons the world makes. I needed the world to stay. Rest in peace to Chad, what they killed all the Black Panthers. Told us white lies, I still marvel at black answers. Suits in DC, pray it lead to a civil war. It ain't no justice league. What's the need to be civil for? Propel like the juggernaut, it's clear, ain't no stopping. This. The world in grave danger, who can stop the apocalypse? They killed all the heroes, the new ones don't really care. But if you need me, put your fist up in the air. Yeah, in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. Flying high, I emerge through the flames. Have no fear, I'm here, so stand back. Melanin, activate the name, the super black. In the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. Flying high, I emerge through the flames. Have no fear, I'm here, so stand back. Melanin, activate the name of Super Black. Hello, everybody. Let's take that off of there. Hello, everybody. It's your man on the wall. Normally, Will will say the man in black, but it's the man on the wall today, the man up north, the man, Chris Fury, coming back with another episode of Blurred's Eye View. Thank you, for everybody, for tuning in. Thank you for uh, showing your support. And if you have, if this is your first time checking us out, thank you once again. Check us out on Facebook, Black Blurred's Eye View Podcast. Uh, go to the YouTube page, Blurred's Eye View, and you can check us out on Twitch, Blurred's Eye View 1. Check us out also on IG, Blurred's Eye View, all one word, and it will show you to the link in the bio with all that great information and places that you can find us. But before I go any further, uh, I want to thank our sponsors over at Paramount Pictures for the movie Devotion. Starring uh, Jonathan Reynolds, Bring Devotion Home Now on Digital. Jonathan Majors and Glenn Powell star in this epic and inspirational story based on true events of two heroic U.S. fighter pilots whose sacrifices made them the Navy's most celebrated wingmen. Buy Devotion on Digital Now, packed with behind-the-scenes bonus content available at participating retailers rated PG from Paramount. 
pictures. So thank you to them. Uh, first off, let's get our team in here. Lady of Mandalore, Kira, what's going on? Hi, how are you guys doing this evening? I'm a little excited. That's why I got a little tongue tied. I'll tell you why in a second. Oh, uh, breaking news. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you'll, you'll, you'll love this. Uh, <laughs> the Black Fox of the Square Circle, Will, what's going on? Uh, what's not, going not, on? Not, not the cinematic assassin, Will, the other Will. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to go buy something else. I'm about to we, go we buy. We gotta it. find a name. We gotta find a different name because Will and Will B is gonna be confusing as hell. What like, up, everybody? It sounds like a black sitcom. Will and Will. It just does. Oh, yeah, I think it might as well be brother man at this point. Just, just come, <laughs> brother man. Oh man, <laughs> we we got how was y'all's weekend, man? Oh. Yeah, it's I, one of those. Productive. <laughs> I can't say that. My my. Mine has been all baby stuff, so I am learning new things about just life. Oh, Lord. Like, he's like, like that I'm, happens? Yeah, they're going to be mean, running around with the no diaper gotta, on, and you just put it on y'all, and, and look, figure it I, out. Look, I'm not trying to make fun of y'all women, Kara, but when y'all get babies, y'all think of everything. Like, Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. In, in defense of Kara, in defense of Kara no, no, women I'm, I'm, always I'm, think of everything. I mean, you, I mean <laughs> I not just with the babies. That's no, not, no, hang, hang on, Kira. Hang on, Kira. I, hang on, Kira. Hang um, on. You, you, you made a whole comment on my I know, entire you know why? Babies. And <laughs> I had to hold on. Wait a minute. Because you got to let me finish. You was, ra- you was ready to come straight with the spear. Just hold Back, on. sir. Hold, you hold shot on. me in the chest. Hold on. And I was, I was saying that I did not know how much went into it. Like, she gave me the CVS receipt list yes. of things we need. I'm like, we we need all this. Yeah, you have all. <laughs> and it's our very own cinematic assassin. We'll be oh. watching. I guess you got the dinner made and everything. <laughs> like the dinner went on without a hitch. I guess. <laughs> he he he, he <laughs> closed down dinner and showed up. What up? Oh wow! <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, we gotta let him catch his breath first. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> see, I'm glad you're here because of something I'm gonna announce. So get your get your tally card out. Okay. Um, <laughs> he knows what it is when I say it that way. He was like, "Okay," and this time it's for a very solid reason. Uh, but before we get into that, we got a guest here with us. Go ahead, Karen. Before I, I do want you. Oh to no, no, Will. I'm I'm still coming. I'm I'm not gonna forget. I'm gonna get you later. It's okay. She's ready to come with the spear. I was gonna give a compliment. You know, I, I got like two, here if you want. I got two of them here. Like, did you take your pick? They both were kind of made. I like, <laughs> dang. Let me take let me pick. finish the sentence before you throw the spear. <laughs> sir, go go please by all means finish finish off. Land this plane, sir. No, I'm good yeah, now. Land, land I'm, the I'm plane. Trying. That's it. I want I want to hear Will's coffee for closers because this this man this man slayed a spousal dinner and just smoothed it in. <laughs> hey, to 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 be fair, you gotta have a good teammate because she she yesterday dinner went to about 9 30, 10 o'clock. So I just sort of threw in the towel as soon as she's like dinner got moved up tomorrow to today. But then she looked at the clock around like 8 05. I was like, hey, should we get going? I was like Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> they say less. <laughs> yeah, he hit her with the Isaac from my love boat. He's like, yes, sir. <laughs> uh, we got a special guest with us tonight. He is a writer of the Vanguard, a dread and glorious kingdom. Uh, Chase Bolin is in the building with us. Sci-fi and fantasy writer, man. This is dope. 
What's going on, Chase? Hey, 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 everybody. Thank you hey. so much for having me here. Peace and power to everybody watching. All right, all right. All so right. before we get to your book, we got some news. And Word. I just can't wait to get to this one. You, you you got the card ready? You got the card oh, ready? I will. You ready? All right. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the winner of a Golden Globe Award, Angela. Ah! Yes, yeah. yes Well deserved. Yes, queen. Yeah. Right. Well deserved. Rocket. <laughs> <laughs> I told you it was worth it. <laughs> very well, much deserved. Very much earned. Very. Lord of mercy, we was gonna have a, we was gonna have to go to the streets. We was gonna have to go to the streets. <laughs> yeah. that's, you don't that's you don't you don't get nominated that many times. And like we now we still need that Oscar. We don't necessarily want it because mm -hmm. we already know. But you know what? Just to put the boots to asses, sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, isn't, isn't the the thing supposed to be if you win the Golden Globe, you're more than likely going to get the Oscar? Isn't that the yeah, yeah, generally supposed to be indicated? Yeah, yeah, it's supposed to be indicated. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the same people that are doing the Golden vote in the Golden Globes are the people that are voting in the Oscars. So, in theory, right? Yeah, it's not a direct one to one, but it it increases your chances significantly. Look, yeah. she walk away with an Oscar. I'm done with everything. Everything else and don't matter. <laughs> I'm like. She can get nominated. I'm like, look, she walked away with it. She earned mm -hmm. it. She should have had it years ago. That's okay. Uh, right, really. AMC has been going through tons of can AMC Plus. Let's put it that way. AMC mm -hmm. Plus. Mm -hmm. They've been canceling shows. And it's not just AMC Plus. It's AMC Plus. Netflix has done it. It's something about, I don't know what it is. I've never seen this happen before where a show gets greenlit and then gets snatched or is done with production mm -hmm. and gets snacks like a amc plus canceled Damas damascus and jenny hubert the original aunt vid was in this one martin lawrence mm -hmm. is in this one this was a sci-fi mm -hmm. black sci lead oh. series and it was this one and it was also another one they canceled it then they canceled an animation show called pantheon Mm -hmm. uh, sci-fi another sci-fi show so i'm like what is with the cancellations uh uh netflix carried or, or canceled a couple animated shows and a couple live at one show they canceled it was only done it only did one season mm -hmm. and i can't remember which other i'm like warrior none i'm still butthurt about yeah, it yeah warrior none yeah. is another one like i'm <laughs> like you're canceling these shows a lot of them and, and the ones that i've heard that's been canceled like they're done shooting like all they got to do is air the stuff. Like they're yeah. done, and here you were just snatching them down, snatching them down. And, and being totally honest, um, is a, a good friend of mine who is uh, he works behind the scenes and on, on not big budget, but behind he's worked on some stuff. Uh, he says like a lot of these streaming services, you know, you got to think they don't make money. These production houses, they're not making money. So the the climate is changing for how we see our movies. Mm -hmm. yeah. It was it was Laserdisc, VHS, going to the theaters, watching it on cable, Blu-ray, DVD. Now you got streaming. What's yeah. next? Where does the balance end or off balance end, I guess? 
Yeah, I think streaming's I mean, gonna be the streaming gonna be the ceiling. I'm sorry, go ahead, Chess. Here you go ahead. Well, th- this is what I'll say, right? I mean, it all depends on what you're sticking to. If you like, yo, we're going to theaters for six months, and we're mm-hmm. going to theaters for six months, and you stick to it, what are people gonna do? Yeah, right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's all about whether or not, like, you are going to. I think nobody knows who they are on a corporate sense anymore. They watch the culture shift while they were all stuck in the house. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, boom. How? What do we do? Right? Like, mm-hmm. which way do we go, George? So <laughs> instead of just either a let's keep it kick it with tradition and try to kick it old school and bring back prime time and how we used to do things mm-hmm. right everybody's like all right let's try this oh this ain't working oh let's try this oh man this might be good this might be bad let's cancel everything and now you can't even trust your subscriptions no more no because Not really at all like what's the point <laughs> i mean you're gonna cancel something i like and keep taking my money like nah mm-hmm. bro i'm straight yeah, yeah, so I, I'm I'm with you, Chase. I'm thinking because the typical hard run for a movie tends to be three months. That's the the hard run, like that's where they make all their money because three months later, another film drops. You know, yeah. something they felt like it probably wouldn't compete, but it's going to make some money by itself. So now you got the three months of a release from a movie, plus maybe another month, right? And then you got that that lag time for maybe a month or so. And then by that, listen, so now you're looking at four months going on five. You figure by by the end of the fifth month, maybe the beginning of the sixth. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go ahead and let's drop this. Let's put this on streaming because it's already on Blu-ray, like within that middle time. Same time period, yeah. You know, so now you're you're making your money, but then once it gets to a streaming service, okay, for those who just have a different work-life balance or whatever, or don't want to go to the movie theaters because, let's face it, they, it costs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it costs. It's you know. Child. Yeah, I <laughs> Listen, I spent $80 to see The Woman King and had to leave 15 minutes into the movie, bro. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh you want to talk about man? <laughs> What? I can't get mad. that money back. Oh, never. Nah, my, my daughter story. just owes me her first couple paychecks when she get grown. <laughs> like, I got a bill. I'm going to send her an invoice. She's like, that's what they, yeah, send her the invoice. Yeah, like, send her the invoice. I, was, <laughs> I was totally invested in this film, and we had to leave. Right. Yeah, we had to leave, bro. <laughs> but, that's, so. but, that's, but that's the thing, though. It's like, you can't fight streaming. It's like streaming mm, no. itself. Streaming itself, at this point, is a monster. Because once it was small, it was ignored. But let's be honest, combination of COVID, combination of us staying indoors, the fact that a lot of movie studios, mainly DC and HBO Max, had their deal where a lot of their movies that were in theaters were going to be streamed. And now, if you haven't noticed, like we see this now, a lot of movies, depending on how they do in movie theaters, will either be on streaming within the month, or two months down the road, you got people looking forward. It's like thinking about put it this way: Black Adam got put on put on HBO Max <laughs> within what uh, about two weeks? Almost two yeah. weeks of the showing. It came out in October. Yeah, it came out in October. Like mm-hmm. by the time November rolled around, it was on forever. It was, was dropping. It was going. And we're just Max. now there was no competition, right? And we're just now getting to Wakanda Forever, about to be streaming on Disney Plus very soon. Yeah. 
So that's supposed to be this month, but they said, nope, we're going to put it on February 1st. Yeah, right. I see. It's Black History they, they're trying, Month. They're trying to cover doing. us for Black History Month. They <laughs> yeah. say, here, here you go, Black folks, for the shortest month of the year. Here's your movie that you love so much. I'm a, but, but no, it's just the thing about it is, it's just that. I mean, we do love the movie. Don't I mean, get me wrong. Movie, but, <laughs> I mean, yes, we love the movie, but you people get They had to pander so hard. Yeah, right. right. Oh, like, look, it's like, it's your audience, bro. <laughs> right. But no, that's just, that's just the thing, though. It's like, most most major production companies are now realizing that the money, the pot ain't as big as it used to be. That you're either going to have to stream or, which is the second is the most unlikely thing, is that movie theater, like movie companies are no longer have to, or are no longer have to go the streaming route, which would be ridiculous because as long as what, your big three, your Hulu, your Disney Plus, well, I guess four, Amazon, uh, Netflix. your Netflix, yeah. as long as they're throwing billion dollars at these movie companies, their movies will always be streaming. So until someone sat there and said, so until, until someone sat there and goes, we're going to be exclusive, like like Jay said, unless we sit there and say we're going to be exclusive, that trend is just going to keep going downward. It's just going to be a fight between the theaters and streaming. I mean, you would have to be someone, and, and I'm mentioning James Cameron, because I have watched other James Cameron films and like them, <laughs> don't get me wrong. But like Avatar, it's already prone to make close to two billion. They're they're mm-hmm. looking at a two billion mark. Two billion? How well, do we get he, to that's, one and a half? That, it's already at a billion. So, it's already at a billion five? something right now. A billion, yeah. a billion point five, I think, as yeah. the last time. So it, it's it. so it's close. It's mm-hmm. close. So it's one of them things it will break even. It's, it's looking to break even. So unless you're one of these, I guess, higher end directors. Who has mm-hmm. the push and the pull to say, hey, no, I don't want my stuff here because if you do it, I'm walking. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I'll bust the contract and the hell with everything else. So I can leave. So they're just like, no, leave his stuff in. It'll make money, you know, opposed to like new directors coming in and, and they proven and, and they they have proven Jordan Peele, mm-hmm. show and prove, Ryan Coogler, show and prove. So, mm-hmm. you know, here you have something where they don't know how to react and it is that give and take and mm-hmm. they don't have the new directors don't have that push mm-hmm. you know but, but i tell you would though if, they, if 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 he would be so brave to say it i doubt he will because let's be honest the mouse holds the infinity gauntlet if kevin feige tomorrow sat there and said that every marvel movie going forward would just be cinematic only until a year later for those movies to show on Disney Plus. Maybe and only maybe would that be the only person I can think of that could pull that off? Because yeah, James, they wouldn't. Ne- they're not gonna. Yeah. They're, no, that's what I said. That's what I said. Yeah. The mouse. The mouse ain't gonna let that happen. No. Keep in mind, I said the mouse. I smoke. <laughs> I can't smoke in a the movie theater. <laughs> if I got sit there for two hours to not mm-hmm. smoke. I had to spend my hard-earned money. <laughs> Chase still about that mad about that yeah, 80. I don't blame him. Like, yeah, $80. And it's like, yo, so, you know, it's like, nah, dude. Like, I will wait till it come out on streaming. Just like I wasn't going to drop another 80 bucks to go see The Woman King again. I support it. I show love. Mm-hmm. I spend money for a movie I ain't even get to watch. 
right? Mm-hmm. And then I waited, and then I bought it when it came on available to stream because where I can right. sit, twist up, and watch it from the comfort of my own home. Where can't nobody put me out from doing what I like to do when I watch movies? Right. So you it's like it right there, mm-hmm. you right there. Right? I think culture-wise, mm-hmm. I don't know if we'll ever do it, but I don't think it's a bad thing that young directors get to come in make their bones on streaming so maybe one day they can be like no theaters only or i'll I'll never do this and go full-blown hank moody right and like that but there was a a short there was a short gap where the video on demand and theater release was there Mm -hmm. like same day release it was there it was a short gap and it's still there, but it's not as prevalent as the streaming and the theater and theatrical only releases. Right. Yeah. So I think eliminating the middle ground messes up your money. It does. It like, does. I, I think that's like you know, it's, if it doesn't do it in the front, it's gonna do it on the back end somewhere. Like I watch it, I pay twenty five dollars to watch a movie, you know, yeah. streaming the day it come out, right? Then I might not wait you out. Mm-hmm. Right, because it, it just came out. It's a new movie, and I don't gotta worry about my ignorant friends ruining nothing. But <laughs> like <laughs> when it all comes down, they know who they are. Um, <laughs> when it all comes down to it, though, like I really think that it is it's like this: either a um movie studios, it'll go back like it was back in the day, like fifties Hollywood, where we own you and you can't work anywhere else but for us. And they mm-hmm. have everybody so locked down that the streaming services are like, all right, well, damn, man, y'all done just contractually obligated everybody to not play with us. So it is but, what it is. But that's the only yeah. way to fight. My my tactics are those. You bring up a good point about the convenience thing because let's be honest, we done we all got used to Doing everything at home, so it's like <laughs> it's like what you have to do. Would you rather sit in an uncomfortable movie theater, or would you rather be you know be in front of your own TV and pay probably less than you play a movie theater? Like you said, I trust me, I get it. I'm spending anywhere from like you said, eight dollars to a hundred bucks just take just take a crew to the movie. So I get it. Yeah, for real. No, that was just me and my wife and like minimal snacks, bro. Like, <laughs> and the snacks. Like, the you snacks can't even stop at the gas station or the corner store anymore for the snacks because the snacks don't went up. You're like, yes, yo, but, um, yo, for real, it's bad. <laughs> Inflation is terrible. As long, like, as I'm long not as paying three dollars for some daggone gummy bears. What are you honey, talking about? The- and then four hours later, you back in there. Now, honey, get the big purse. Get the big get purse. The big purse. We going. We going to. We go to go to the nearest Walmart or Dollar General, and stock up, because if you ain't noticed, uh, theater security will not stop a woman with a big purse. No, they won't. They will they not. Won't. And they, <laughs> they definitely won't. not. And they definitely is not stopping stopping a black woman with, with one. So Man, that's... let me. My the <laughs> beginning and end of my story is chicken parmesan plate. <laughs> okay. That's impressive. I can amend you on that one. Very massive. That is very impressive. Real. Didn't spill my marinara. Everything. Everything. It was good. It was still warm yeah. when I got there. Hey, listen. I've been in the theater before Thanksgiving night with the leftovers wrapped <laughs> up. I gotta step like, my game up. You know, yeah, I, was, you know, I definitely you know, have been you know? in the theater like caked up. From a family function, like yeah, we going to the movies. Like yo, I'm gonna need a slice of this red velvet and this here pecan pie. This whole pie. I'm gonna have to step my game up because Kira sneaking in pasta. Will sneaking in turkey. 
I thought I was doing good with just gummy bears and cokes. But oh, no, no, no. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta walk in there like, like you're supposed to have it. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, Put I mean, it in the diaper bag, bro, and march forward boldly. Don't even pay it on mine. Just act like you just got to keep it. No, don't get me wrong. My woman, don't get me wrong. My woman turns into a straight linebacker from the Chicago Bears when we going up there. It's like I she has the I wish you would look face. Like she she, she chooses violence when we go up there. So it's like <laughs> she said, I wish one would. I wish she, she pulls a Samuel Jackson. Like she'll look dead at she'll look dead at the security guard. Like, do you need to check my purse? The guy goes, No. <laughs> I mean, hands up, all hands up all together, like bros, like you, ma'am, you can go. Um, you good. <laughs> I'm just saying Charcuti travels well, just saying. <laughs> oh my god. So in other news, and I've heard him meeting with Marvel before. We weren't sure for what role, still don't know. But Adam Driver is rumored. Uh, uh, rumored. Uh-uh. Reed Richards. Uh, I, I know you a black ass liar. I know you lying yeah. to me today. Rumored. There ain't no way on God. I I will walk down. And the fandom all. will scream. The chaos uh-huh. will be glorious. Ain't no way. The, 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 said the chaos is going to be glorious. <laughs> the chaos will happen. Yeah, the chaos will be glorious. Yo, he, might, gra- do it, he might do his thing. That might no, be the role he was no, meant to play. No. That might be his Iron Man, bro. It really right. You never know. You never know. Right. Right. I, was, I was seeing him. I was seeing him as Doom myself, we, but you know, we, we you might, never know. We might see another. We might see another Sonic bullying happening. <laughs> we might see. We might see the second coming of the Sonic bullying. Right. I'll, be one of them. I'll, I'll, I'll so, not show up to work in order to enforce that. That <laughs> ain't no way. So I, I must pay for this. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, um, so I remember I seen an interview a while back that Idris Elba did, and with Graham mm-hmm. Norton, and he was saying that he really didn't want to play. He doesn't want to play James Bond, despite what the fans want. He doesn't want to play it because he doesn't want to play a role that's kind of shoehorning him into a particular and i can understand that that makes what he said it makes a lot of sense we Mm -hmm. want him as james bond however i can understand his statement on it but his character luther said it would make a great james bond style franchise do it it. i dare you do it (laughs) he has a movie coming out yeah we remember the wire yeah. Yes. Ooh, yes. Um, if you ain't no, okay, I get it. I get it. The Wire, American Games, cool. Y'all need to watch Luther. This shit yeah. is fire. Oh, There's no reason to ignore this series. It is so good. It's a. It's a. It's I don't a know. I'm still really good series. It is. Genie movie. I watched wow. that thinking I was gonna get like black speculative fiction and got like a whole different plantation style vibe that I appreciate. Oh man, so yeah, just let him punch lines. No, he did catch Mufasa with a fade, though. He did, he did. He caught Mufasa with that fade. I was like, Oh, okay. No, I don't know. Once again, he goes into the black people that survived a horror style movie thing. But, but Shakira's point, though, Luther is, I mean, I can see Luther as a series, as a movie series. Mm-hmm. Which they really could do, but it's amazing that well, you know uh, so many that 
outside of outside of blurs and nerds, that Luther should actually be getting a lot more play outside of it BBC. Should. I do not. Really I do not. It and really and they've been moving more towards him getting movies instead of it being um, mm-hmm. a TV series. TV series. Yeah, he's only been mm-hmm. doing like these two-hour bumps of Luther lately. Anyway, so yeah, I British think- British TV series they do that. They give you this. They give you like almost short seasons or these little hour flicks, hour or maybe two hour series. It's, it's the weirdest and, eight to thirteen C eight to, well, no, because Doctor Who gives you thirteen, uh, Luther yeah. gives you eight, but eight uh, eight episode seasons, which is weird, but it doesn't feel like eight episodes. Like Kira said, it feels right. like a full blown movie, really. Yeah, it does. It does. Uh, so our favorite couple this weekend. Had a massive uh, showing. And I'm talking about. <laughs> now, if you're not sure what I'm talking about, oh, <laughs> I'm talking about good old Wanda and Vision, or Vishon, as as the blurs huh? affectionately known him, because technically he is made of vibranium, so he's <laughs> us. Uh, <laughs> but we're talking about their offshoot of a daughter, Megan. <laughs> I can't unsee that now. Oh, oh yes, I'm so convinced that was Elizabeth Olsen, or they based it on her. I had my wife like hunting through IMDb. I was like, nah, she's got to be involved. She's just... <laughs> it has to be a solution to this. Oh, well, well, let's put this to work. Let's put this to rest. Will here's here. This will start. See, she's part of the. Family. <laughs> I mean, it could fit. It could, it could fit. But I mean, still. She, look, I mean, she's there. Like she's. <laughs> They should have oh, never God. gave you girls the internet. Why? <laughs> <laughs> because the internet, the internet is undefeated. The internet oh, is undefeated. Oh, hey, I had too much free time. I had to. Uh, <laughs> when? <laughs> when? That's a that's a lie too. Wait a minute. Uh, well, that is a lie. I really don't have free time. Oh, I, just, really? I, just, I got a DeLorean in the backyard. Um, I believe it. <laughs> I so. In things in comics that may have jumped the shark, we have two things, and I'll let you pick which is gone too far. Yeah, is it Joker being pregnant? <laughs> I knew it before it hit the screen. <laughs> yeah, here's, here's the offspring. Oh, no, no. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize they showed it. Oh, <laughs> oh. Uh, and he's adorable as, as Joker's nightmare fuel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or or is it Batman falling from space and surviving? I mean, he probably had prep time, so yeah, <laughs> Batman, unlimited prep time. For the unknown unknowns, anyway. So yeah, sure, why not? And, and, wait, and I'll top that with the Batman. Uh, he actually uses used his trunks because his oxygen mask was starting to burn, so he used his trunks to cover mm-hmm. the mask to stop the burning. Yeah, you need to stop. Oh, it gets. Oh, yeah, it gets I don't write this stuff. <laughs> I oh, read it. Oh, it I gets. It gets. Lie. It gets worse as he's landing. You thought that yes. was bad. It gets worse as he's decelerating. Yeah, yeah. I'll leave it at that. It's the wildest it thing. Worse. You're just like I'm. Like all right. I'm like. I'm like Batman. I'm with you with a lot of stuff. Cause, like, <laughs> I'm like Batman. Dude. Batman is my Batman is my go to. But as a Batman fan, I was like. There was a lot of thought put into this, and a so, lot somewhere of black hope. somewhere Black Panther is just like this is just gone too far. Right. Right. <laughs> you do it, you do it, 
Like we don't do that here. We don't do that here. We don't do that here. No. We wear spacesuits. <laughs> Clark is over there, just like that's just uncalled for. I feel like DC's never gotten over Avengers Endgame. They have happened. Yeah, and this is what happened. It was like, nah, we got to figure it out. We got. Yeah, we got to do this. Batman, Batman has to be better than Tony Stark, <laughs> even though they got the same superpower. Like money, white privilege. It's oh, white privilege. <laughs> would have shot the shit out of Batman if he was a brother. And that's just <laughs> he really would have. <laughs> Is that a nigga in the cape? Like <laughs> I'm trying to figure <laughs> out what what makes it worse is that you know that somewhere on a plane they saw Batman falling to the sky. And you know somebody was sitting there the whole time just like, yeah, this so is we just going to ignore what we just saw? I know Joker was someone like, Batsy, Batsy, Batsy. <laughs> you, you see Joker. So how did you really? How did you? How? How did you really fall? <laughs> he just left all crime behind to study how Batman's I need to see this. Just stop everything. Stop everything. Joker becomes a scientist just to <laughs> oh my god, Harvey Dent is just like, you know what? I'm just ready to leave this town. <laughs> just, oh, that yeah, I'm out. That, that's an I'm out moment. Like, yeah, yeah I'm out. He survived falling from space, bro. You ain't ain't no crime worth that. You say what he did, he fell from space and survived. Yeah, nah, I'm good. Yeah. We're I, done. I, I put the gun up after that. Yeah, yeah but, <laughs> the Joker story. The Joker story wasn't that bad. I know me, me and Chris talked about that. It wasn't mm-hmm. bad. It just had a different direction of where it could have went. Because, right? Because we, because, because they didn't, they didn't really, they didn't really gill the whole nine yards of him being pregnant. It was kind of fast forwarding through some spots. But me and Chris were like, what would have been cool to see the Joker just go through hormonal changes and everything that comes with pregnancy, but it comes yeah. from his side of things. I'm like, that would have been funny. Why yeah, my breasts, Marilyn? Why do I have breasts? Listen, <laughs> as a man that went through sympathy symptoms with both mm-hmm. of his children, mm-hmm. it's really actually nothing funny about it, bro. <laughs> 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 it's like, yo, this guy, I want Dr. Pepper. I ain't never liked Dr. Pepper. I ever wanted Dr. Pepper in my life. So, so, so sympathy symptoms is real? Point. And yeah. it was like, yeah, dog. I thought it was a lie, too. I yeah, really like, thought wow. it was a lie. And I kept yeah, telling yeah. myself, like, you don't love her like that, bro. Come on, yo. Fuck up. Like, <laughs> this ain't supposed to be happening to you. Like, <laughs> oh, wow. I was hurt. Wow. I was so hurt. And oh. everybody I worked with just thought it was the coolest shit. And I'm like, nah, bro. Like, I'm a whole. So you, oh, wow. Yeah, I'm, I was I'm upset, sorry. Man. I'm, I'm like, learning like, things right screens, now. Started it, crying it, and moving. Have... It was bad. Like, yo, I really thought it was nonsense, bro. I really did. Yeah. This is what I get for not believing. <laughs> This is what I get for being a non-believer. Well, I got we'll change your life one way or the other, fellas. So wow. we're gonna we're gonna take wow. this quick break and we're gonna come back <laughs> with our guest Chase and we're gonna talk about his book, The Vanguard. It's gonna be dope. Because if you like if you like sci-fi and fantasy and you're blurred, you're definitely gonna love this. This just in feeling groggy in the morning. Coffee just can't give you that pep in the step that you're looking for? Try Pop Starts for that great get-up-and-go that adults need. Pop Starts has the vitamin and nutrients that only grown-ups can partake in. And with flavors such as 
tossed salad and scrambled eggs and Jack Daniels and Bud Light flavors to start your day or end it, there's nothing better to wake up to unless you count that depressing cubicle job. Well, anyway, try Pop Starts today. Pop Starts is not part of the Kellogg's Corporation. Pop Starts could give you diarrhea. Pop Starts are not found in your local grocery store. Running low on energy, long days and even longer nights, tired of all the other energy drinks and bars promise you a lot and never delivering, need to make it through work, but want a product that can keep up with your busy lifestyle, want no longer, Uh try Chef's Chocolate Salty Balls, the balls that are so smooth and with a load of nutrients and vitamins to really get you up and bouncing off the walls, made with all natural ingredients and healthy junk to satisfy even the pickiest eater. Chef's Chocolate Salty Balls are sold everywhere where you buy your junk. And now, for those who want that extra kick in the butt, come Chef's Heavy Duty Chocolate Salty Balls with 120% more caffeine than the leading brand. Disclaimer, this product has not been approved by the FDA or World Health Association. Warning, this product is not intended for consumption by children, elderly people, or women who are pregnant, or may become pregnant. You might even get pregnant. Someone's going to sue us eventually. Um, <laughs> or me. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to tell DC to write another one just so I can do it. Uh, so we have our guest tonight, who is the author of The Vanguard, A Dread and Glorious Kingdom. Let's bring that book out so they can get a good look at it. Here we go. Uh, Chase Bowling. Sorry. So what's going on? We're going to bring you in quite nicely here. Let me get my... Uh, there we go. There we go. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. So, because I don't pay y'all that much, just chill out over there. Um, this crowd, I swear to God. But <laughs> so, Chase, let's talk about your book, The Vanguard. First off, let's start at the beginning. Um, what made you want to start putting? What was the thought process between uh, by putting POCs in the forefront of uh, fantasy and sci-fi? Um, I can remember watching Black Panther for the first time, right? Mm-hmm. And seeing that vibe that everybody left with, right? Everybody was all uplifted riding this wave. But all I'm thinking about in my brain is remembering Coogler and Fage being like, this is not for African-Americans. This is an African story about people in Africa. So I was like, well, damn, I don't know if I like the way that feel, <laughs> right? And so I read, like, a lot, you know, like, and um, I got tired. Like, I read a lot of historical fiction, right, epic fantasy, and I just got tired of characters with blonde hair and blue eyes and features that don't look nothing like mine. And I could remember coming across, like, the Malazan series, which if you're into, like, epic fantasy, like, this shit makes – Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones look like Dr. Seuss. Um, <laughs> like, I got to see some dope black characters and some really well thought out stuff. And then I go look, and Stephen Harrison's like this archaeologist. And I was like, ah, that's now this makes perfect sense. But it's like not a lot. And so I wanted characters that look like me that came from a background like mine because, you know, that's important. 
when we look at a lot of the technology that we have today, all that started out as science fiction. Right. All that started out as somebody's fantasy that somebody wanted to make real, right? So if we don't see ourselves in this science fiction, we don't see ourselves in this fantasy, then nobody sees us in the world. We don't have a place, right? When you think about the future, you think about Star Trek and Star Wars and stuff like that, a lot of them folk don't look like us. And right. so what does that mean? We don't exist in the future? And so I think in order for us to shift that mindset, we got to decolonize the imagination, right? Because so many times they're like, oh, you black, like people are like, oh, you right? Like, yeah, they're like, well, you right? Like, street lit? Like, nah. Um, I write fantasy books and be like, what? Like, yeah. Like, and then, you know, they're like, yo, that's not what we do. And so we have to decolonize that thinking, like, yo, yes, black people belong in fantasy. Black people belong in sci-fi. Black people belong in cosplay. And the whole reason why we had this big backlash against black people in cosplay is because we don't see ourselves in this sphere of science fiction and fantasy. And so I just really wanted to create a new fandom for us, right, where the main character is a blurb, right, and he likes things that we like, and he comes from backgrounds that we understand, right, and give us something that we could identify with and ways that maybe we couldn't with T'Challa. Right. Will, you have something? Or Cinematic Assassin, we'll start there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I forgot, we gotta, we gotta get up with the Will and Will great thing is, is we, gotta, we gotta figure I'm gonna it out. Change, gotta I'm figure gonna change it. my name to Obi at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, if you can, give us, give us the Give us the sort of rough outline of the, the, the Vanguard. Like, all right. Um, things kick off after a government weapons project. You know, it's an internal robotic AI, it goes rogue. So rather than, you know, intercepting missiles or anything trying to hit the president, it just sets weapons technology back to the Iron Age. And, um, you know, certain protocols exist within our government for emergency situations. Right. And those things just start kicking in. But the pigs don't have no guns. And so uh, the main character, his name is Cassette. You know, he sees things starting to go down. He's what you call a prepper. You know what I'm saying? And so when he starts to see certain stuff happening, he calls his boys like, yo, remember all that shit we was talking about? Yo, it's going down. Like, let's rock. Like, meet me at the crib for spades and Hennessy. We're going to talk it out. <laughs> and so... um. You know, they squad up and he pretty much like, are we going on a raid like it's the good old days? Because pretty much what they had done was they had taken a step away from the street violence and the gang shit, started getting into SCA, uh, historical African martial arts, HEMA, right? And so it's like everybody thought they were tripping. And now here we are, medieval weapons are the only weapons. And, you know, they've been kicking ass in the SCA all these years. And so when shit hits the fan, they're ready to rock because the whole plan is, you know what, yo, we're we going to stay where we got to stay and get out of here. But when things kick off, he sees this opportunity to throw off the shackles. And so mm -hmm. that's exactly what he does. And what ends up happening is his defiance and yeah. unique plan that made Cassette who he is allowed him to sort of set up this post-apocalyptic Camelot in the hood. 
And so he uses, you know, what he learned from historical African martial arts and just being a total blurred and builds a nation with it and does everything he can to defend it. Hmm. What you got, Will? Oh, no, I'm listening because I was like, the first thing he sat there and said was when an AI took over, the first thing he did was nuke everything. So I was like, yep, that, that's what I truly believe about AIs. That, oh, yeah, yeah, we can. That, that is my true belief about AIs. Yeah. No, I know. Uh, I love I loved the premise that you have for the book. I was actually, I was slick kind of reading because I had Kindle, I had a Kindle Unlimited, so I'm slick kind of reading it as you're talking, so... <laughs> Um, I like I said, I dig the premise on the whole idea is like a doomsday prepper and just really taking it from a different aspect as far as what we would do in the event of you know if technology and modern um modern electronics everything just pretty much went to crap. But you know, doomsday prepping, um, organization actually having a um a squad, if you will. I, I as I said, I always you know we 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 tease that idea you see that in certain movies and stuff like that but to actually have it to where it's more of a literal sense and also the reason why you said S- the reason why my ears perked up because you said sca and i'm like as a martial arts fan i'm like okay i you you have my total attention at that but no uh <laughs> i i just gotta ask, i guess the question i would ask is you know what what led you to what led you to this concept i guess is the best question i can ask you um i'm a total sword geek right mm-hmm. i'm keeping a break in high school um i played football mm-hmm. i was one of the first 10 black lacrosse players to play lacrosse at the city of bridgeport public high school mm-hmm. um and i wanted defense mm-hmm. right so the defensive backs coach was defensive coach he's like a bowling you know your defensive tackle and the guard sir like this ain't the sport for you I'm like, coach, just give me the stick, man, and let me do what I do. And so after a couple days of practice, I'm winning every fight and losing every actual fencing match because I don't care about your points. I'm just trying to beat you down, so I'm trying Mm -hmm. to win. And so he pulls me aside. He goes, listen, you are not fencing. You are fighting, and it would be a crime to train out your natural instincts. And he puts me on to the fight books. So I started learning stuff like Fiore de Libiere and Jude de la Hawk and um, Hans Tauhofer, of course, mm-hmm. right? And so it just kind of started, like it fed this lifelong fascination with people of color in a medieval setting. Mm-hmm. Like I was saying earlier backstage, like I loved the, the first Robin Hood movies with Kevin Costner and uh, Morgan Freeman. Like I seen the zine with the sword cutting up white men. I was like, word, this is what I want to do when I grow up. Right? And then all like little did I know, my mother looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, nah, bro, I want to be a knight of Wakanda. I could really get up here and do this and you know, mm-hmm. take people's stories and I ain't going to get in trouble. Like, this is great. Mm-hmm. And then I went through my car windshield and Ooh. like my life changed. That is a hard, that is a very yeah. hard switch. That was a, that was a, ooh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my life changed. Like 2019, Um, I had the audacity to get kicked, almost killed by one of those drug addicted whites that uh, Dave Chappelle was talking about. I was driving his car too fast, ignoring the stop sign, and I was the thing to stop him. Mm-hmm. Um, And so, you know, the world just kind of stopped. Because I had, like, I was a machinist. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I had wanted to open up a business kind of within the historical martial arts realm, like pretty much making Larabin accessible to everybody. Um, okay. It's still a dream that I have. I'm working on getting there. 
And um, you know, I had I had wrote the first book, The Road of Resistance, and uh it was you know, it took me three months. And what ended up happening is, you know, I just wanted to put myself in a situation where it's like, what would I do? What would my friends do if this is where we were? Mm -hmm. Right. And I didn't really think I wasn't going to do much with it. I tried the traditional route. I tried to query and do all of the things that you're supposed to do as an author. And that shit was hard and depressing and degrading. And um, I will never forget you know, hitting up Kensington because they had mm -hmm. this new imprint supposed to be rebel base. And I was like, yo, this is where I belong. This is where my story needs to go do. It's like, yo, I love this, but okay. I love my job more. So I'm going to have to say it's a no for me, dog. And then I was just ready to give up. And then I got an accident and um, I sustained a traumatic brain injury, a bunch of other stuff. And so I like hid from everybody. I literally lived in like the pantry, right? Because it was like a small confined space, like, mm -hmm bad and so my wife just comes in there one day she's like yo this is what you're gonna do you know what i'm saying like we're gonna we're just gonna hide in the pantry chase she was like i was like well what am i supposed to do i can't work no more i could barely walk around the house without busting my ass and she's like yo you wrote a whole book what you gonna do and so that kind of started my journey self-publishing and so really i just wanted to tell the story like i said i i came up with the premise because guns to me is lame right I come from a city where, you know, ain't nothing fun, new, or exciting about gunplay. Mm -hmm. Like, I went to bed, I got up to gunshots. Like, I remember getting under the bed and getting put in the closet, right? So, I fell in love with fantasy because it gave me a place to go that didn't look like home. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Those of you that might be older might remember Bridgeport from the news back in the day. They used to call this place Beirut, right? Uh -huh. Because it was So... Yeah, definitely. Like, yo, give me your problematic Lord of the Rings, right? Bring on the Game of Thrones and the stuff that don't look nothing like my hood, bro. Because, like, that's where I went to escape to. And when I really wanted to stay out of trouble, I went to the library, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's like when I sat down uh -huh. and I started writing, I was like, what would have gassed me up? What would gas mm -hmm. up my friends? It's like, I don't fuck with books because books not for me, right? And mm -hmm. so that's where the premise of the Vanguard was born. Like I wanted to serve up something like Red Dawn meets Power meets Game of Thrones, and that's what I did. Ooh, I, I find it, I find it beautiful that your wife, in your time of darkness and your time of depression, that she pretty much spoke life into you. Yeah, mm -hmm. and said you 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 can't be here. You you got you you have a gift, yeah. and you got a story to tell. You need to be telling it, you know, because if you don't, somebody else will, and that's just gonna make it worse. So she pretty much was like, "Get up! You need to get up, mm -hmm. <laughs> and you need to get up, and you need to put this out there." And that's what I love about that. Um, everything you just spoke about with fantasy and with sci-fi, not seeing yourself in like Shit. game of thrones or or lord of the rings or anything like that that's always what we talk about here especially when we've seen shows like lovecraft country or this latest series house of the dragon you know where you see the valerians are the, the ones that that has the strongest army we have the strongest steel you know you can't do nothing without us you know and they got the biggest dragons you know so it's just like yep you know seeing us 
in those spaces, you know, rings of power. That's another one. When rings of power, when the, the prince, the uh, dwarf princess, literally sang life to her bring husband. back the one to attract mm-hmm. in, in, the, in those minds. It was just like, that's what we're looking for. That's what we're asking for. That's what we've been trying to say. It's like, we're here, you know? So when I hear things like this, stuff like about your story and everything, this is dope. Thanks. Man. Like, this is what we've been looking for forever. You know, Watchmen with Regina King being the lead and being a badass doing it. You know, seeing, seeing, uh-huh. us, in those, yeah, seeing us in those in those, in those scenes, mm-hmm. we need that. Yeah. Regina King is why I choreographed every single fight scene. Hmm. Right. Uh-huh. And so when you pick up a Dread and Glorious Kingdom, like I show it to you face to face so you can see like it's a big book. Hmm. Right. And so what I did was I took the first three books of the series and I wrote two new books. And um one was like a book of backstories and side missions that I interspersed with the first three books, and then oh, there is uh Chronically Unbroken, <laughs> which I sneak in there at the end. And it was like, I choreographed every single fight scene because I wanted that kind of vibe, mm-hmm. right? And so I paid close attention to brothers like Demond Stith um, from the Historical Martial Arts Association. Um, you know, and them brothers just showed me so much love, like, and they just embraced me all through my writing process. And like, really, I couldn't have done it, you know, without their support because really I studied everything he, he had out there to learn and to teach. And I tried to make it live on every page. And it's like, you know, they tell us they didn't even have swords in Africa, bro. <laughs> right? That, that, that's what they'll try to tell you. Like, we didn't even have swords in Africa. And so I made it a point that down to the style of armor, the weapons they use, and there's even like a whole section in the book where Cassette, the main character, kind of goes off this rant. Like, yo, I changed the names. I, I I give things African names. We're out here using African weapons for a reason. Mm-hmm. Because for, mm-hmm. for thousands of years, for hundreds of years, we've been trying to emulate the West and how that worked. Right? And just because what we have might be different doesn't mm-hmm. make it deficient. Right. And so mm-hmm. it's like, I just tried to pour that in. You know what I mean? Like, it's my love letter to black culture it's a blurred culture and i just you know i did my best to really 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 give us a home and a place and a fandom that's for us that nobody could take away and nobody could say hey you can't cosplay that right because nah it was intentionally designed for you right and a lot of the characters are based off of people i know you know what i'm saying and just people that made an impact in my life because I wanted it to live, and when people pick it up, I wanted my people and really everybody to see themselves reflected in the book. And so, you know, that's that was the intent. Kira, you that's super dope. Oh, that's TJ. Okay, hey, go ahead, TJ. Oh no, I just said that that's so dope. Thank you. Oh, um, I was I was gonna ask you. I don't. I of the guests that we've had on recently. I've been trying to think of what to ask y'all. What I know that you have the the drive to put your your baby, your idea out there. And I I guess my question is what outside of just your passion to get this made, 
what kept you going even when you were getting the nose outside of your wife obviously like what what was what was the one thing that said okay i've got this i can keep going off of this i can keep that momentum going even if i get some you know something else sets me back what else is what else do, is there that's out there that's going to make me want to continue this no matter what um you know to be real when i first started writing right um it was before the accident my mom had cancer. My sibling's father, the guy that gave me his name and kind of stepped in there and filled the gap that my own pops wouldn't. He was dying, right? My oldest sister was sick, right? Um, my wife was pregnant with my daughter and she was high risk. I didn't know if either one of them was gonna make it. So the real world just sucked. Like even mm-hmm. work, like half of the production team went down. And so my machine was running like 78% of production. So like life's just sucked. And I just started writing and it was like, yo, I can control this world. Like, ooh, some crazy shit happens. Ooh, I fixed it. You know what I'm saying? It's like video mm-hmm. games. Like, it might be a pain in the butt, and you might wrestle with it, but at the end of the day, you know, it gives you that sense of completion. And so I, I started writing, and then, you know, sort of in that emotional space. And then now, you know, um, I can say since the accident, I'm not the same writer. Like, I write differently. My imagination works differently. But what I can say is now it's like a bug, right? So I'll get anxious when I have it written and there's stuff in there cooking. Like I'm currently working on like four projects right now, just wow. simultaneously. Like I love it here, <laughs> a little bit there, just trying to do different things because. Like I had a reading slump, I'm starting a new book. It's just, it's it's just what I do. Like once I hit a point where three days of looking, I can't find nothing I want to read. Right. Nah, it's time to write what I'm missing. And I encourage mm-hmm. everybody to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. If you're looking around, like my mama was a Panther, right? And my uncle used to always say this thing. We'd be like, stop bitching and start a revolution. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wow. That's my philosophy. Comes down to it. It's like, listen, I could either that is a clip. Back <laughs> and come with the, the SDE neckbeard energy because I'm mad because I don't see myself, or I could see myself and create what I see. And that's I need I that on a t shirt. <laughs> that's like, what's you up. Know, Right. Me, it has to be done. Like if if I go like a couple weeks without writing, it's literally because I overdid it and my brain need a break for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like I think last time I really took a break, break, I ghost wrote a project and I did it. I cranked it out in like a month. And so it's like, you know, I felt like a car where the tires have been run down to the tread. I just needed to sit for a minute. Uh, other than that, there's always something <laughs> let the wheels cool off. <laughs> yeah, had had to let it cool, rest the jets a little bit. <laughs> so, when did you realize? You said it was. When did you realize you could write like you could? Because you you seem to be pumping out like just boom oh. boom boom. And I like just looking at that book. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. You this is this isn't this isn't a 15, 16 page comic. With the ads, oh, yeah, nah. you sitting down with this one, you sucked in. I got you over 20 years of content. If I actually get to sit down and write, I swear to God, that's on my kids. 
Nice. Can you hold that book up again? Lord, don't hurt yourself. <laughs> Yo, legit, I seen it. I got a sword that don't weigh as much as this book. It's like two and a half pounds. Yeah, that's, that's good material. Reading, that's that's good time. reading material. Listen, like I'm not like a super avid reader, but when you said you wrote a book and then you held up, I was like, that's the Bible. Like, what is <laughs> this, this, this man, this man wrote a saga. You wrote the New Testament and the Old Testament in one show. <laughs> I ain't mad. I I'm not mad at you, Chase. That's this that that is when you can hold up a book that looks thicker than a cookbook and uh and the yellow pages put together. Already, that to me that just that to me that just screams a story. That's like that is a a complete story that just has to be read. And I like books like that because that's kind of I ain't gonna lie. That's how I judge most of the books I usually read. Like for stuff outside of anime and comics, you know, listen to you. It's like you you hear authors you hear authors tell about the stories they write, and you hear people who are telling something that's more. And that's kind of the vibe I get from that's the vibe I get from you. Is like I like I said. Me having your book on my other monitor, I'm still reading it as you're talking, but <laughs> you literally put so much, uh, you put thought, you put direction, um, you talk about fight choreography. And again, it's like, you can tell most people write a story, but most people are just writing what's already, I mean, you're you're putting your soul on paper and I like stories like that. So yeah, that, that's, what I, that's, I mean, that's what I'm getting from you, man. Just from one kindred martial arts fan to another, it's just like, I, I I get that. Yeah, the I had that. You know, the fact that you're putting the energy and the effort mm-hmm. into giving these characters backgrounds mm-hmm. and the backgrounds to the fighting styles and just everything, and then you're using your envi- the environment around you as the base. Like, not every writer really does that. You know, mm-hmm. good ones do. You know, you have you have your Stephen Kings and everything. They're like, yeah, there's a reason why these people go where they go and give you these thick, dense stories. Mm-hmm. This is one of those stories. I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm engulfed in this right now. I need to finish. I can't go. I'm, I need to finish this chapter for like we gotta go. Let me finish this real just this chapter real quick. <laughs> and that's how it was when I was writing it. Like I would be running my machine. Like mm-hmm. I used to run a CNC lathe, right? Uh, and, um, mm-hmm. It's spinning like, and I'm gonna keep it a brick with you. The whole time I was in school to be a machinist, I was like, "Lord, please don't let me get a job with the lathe. This machine is sketchy. It's the devil. Them, them, all of them are possessed. I'm terrified of them because to me, <laughs> we're just playing with too many aspects of physics at one time. But the one I had, like you know, it's about the size of an old school laptop mm-hmm. computer, right? Mm-hmm. And I used to drill precision micro orifices. Actually, shout out to O'Keefe Controls. Like, we got parts in, in space, y'all. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's dope. And um, it was like, damn, I got to hurry up and run this job before I forget. Like, let me, I pause the job. Let me write this down real quick before yep. I forget. Because it's like, I couldn't stop writing it. Like, it was like, I'd wake up out my sleep. Like, nah, this happens. And the first book, uh, The Road of Resistance Part 1, The Road of Resistance Part 2, there's no outline. Hmm. Like the, the story just kind of I pants both like it started as one book when I got published we split it mm-hmm. right and I pants the entire thing and then the word we made 
because my brain worked different. There was definitely like outlines and then outlines for the outlines. And so like when y'all pick it up, it, it has a different sort of vibe. And you know, well, you'll see when you get to that part, like word, you know what I'm saying? You'll see the different things I did. But like, yeah, now I I it, I'm pleased to see that, you know, it makes me happy. I ain't just quit. Right, it reminds mm -hmm. me that more than just to be here for my kids, like there's a reason why I didn't die that day. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And that it's an honor, and it just it keeps me going, knowing that something I write can touch somebody else's life. You know what See, I'm saying? I do have this, a question. Go ahead, TJ. Um, I'm I'm in the bottom. Hi. Um, so first, I just want to thank you for showing up as your authentic self. Because I think a lot of people um, from their agents to the people they're surrounded, you know, they have a gift, but somebody sees another vision for them and they don't go their way. And, and what you said about, you know, I wanted to see, you know, I wanted to see us in this space just kind of resonated with me. So I really appreciate that. Um, so my question is, outside of your books, like where do you see this going do you like um see like making visuals for these or like directing or do you see it being turned into like um something that would be on you know hbo or um you know you have directorial um dreams or are you just really sticking to like maybe i would write the script or be the director but i don't you know i want to be behind the camera like where do you see this going um, or do you just like love writing and you just want to be a, a writer, an author? With the Vanguard, there's three things. Like the first thing I love to see is a lyric based on the series, right? And I actually designed a lyric based on the series. Nice. So because like we don't have black lyrics, man, it's just something that we don't got. Right. Um, we don't have a lot of black rem fairs, right? And mm -hmm. so the lyric by design kind of combines like player versus player with like bizarre mode sort of things and mrs matches the two and so if even if like of course i'd love for there to be a movie um really a show a series because i'd like for you know i don't want nothing rushed like if you're gonna do it do it right um and i you know i'd like to see there to be a black director and for their effort to cast people as they're written because it was written intentionally the main character is Afro Indigenous. His wife is Afro Indigenous, right? Um, and that's something that 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 only happens in America, mm -hmm. right? You right. can't be Afro like you know. My family come from Kapaya County, Mississippi, to Hatasia Hoke. Like you know, my grandmother and them were born come in the Choctaw Nation, right? And right. so it's like that's only in America. That's only us, right? That's the kind of thing that we as African Americans lack right is a uniquely african american hero mm -hmm. right and so anything that's going to preserve that right i'm all for it. i'm here for it but i definitely would like to see like a lyric pop off i would love to see a show based on the vanguard series and what i've done is i started a uh sort of like a side arc of content where it's based around the events, but it's this group of actual brothers who are from Cassette's hometown. And, you know, their life changes after mm -hmm. the revolution and the Vanguard starts. And so 
you know, they want to go follow the king, but they got, you know, elders to take care of and children to take care of. So they can't go off on the war path with Kassad. And so right. they find a way to serve the kingdom in their own ways. So I've created these arts. So maybe I can get an animated show popping off for the people that really like stuff like that. I'd love some live action. And then, like I said, if I don't do nothing else with it, like I just love to see a Vanguard LARP event at least just one time to see the see the black and silver of the Vanguard, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? As as I ever envisioned it with the lyric weapons going ham and having fun. Like that would just make my right. And so I think it's oh no, go ahead, go ahead. I think if something like that popped off, like that would be I think it would I think it would go wider than and broader than, than what you probably could even envision because I literally stopped what I was like. That's why my camera's off because I'm doing 50 things, but like everything's off. The lights off, the TV's off. I'm like, oh shit, this is dope. So like I'm just listening to you, the passion that you have to speak about it and the descript this description that you talk about it. And then hearing Will talk about how descriptive it is and the guys are reading it. I'm like, okay, I need to pick on him, pick this up. But I'm if if it's as interesting as just your conversation, I think that you know having a series pop off for a lyric that would just it would just be amazing. I hope and I you know I wish that for you. So, inshallah, from your lips to God's ears, like I really just I hope you know because if not just for me as a content creator, like I got a ten year old son, and right now right. Disney control for everything it means to be a little boy right now. <laughs> right, whether whether you right. whether yeah, for real, you can't be no kind of kid. Remember, you could be a Marvel kid, right? You be yeah. Star Wars kids, you could be mm -hmm. in a different stuff, and it was like you were on different continents, bro. Now, <laughs> one channel, legit Disney, defined what it means to be a little boy. Like that ain't cool. Mm -hmm. Like you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying. And so, if I could just put that in the culture, and even if it's not my project, right? If I inspire right. the next creator that does something to really shift the culture and to give us that FUBU vibe, but in media, mm. like I did my work. When I, I hear said. you describe, mm -hmm. when I hear you describe the Vanguard and, and it, the world surrounding it, I look at AMC and I said, see, we didn't need 12 years of The Walking Dead plus these spinoffs no one asked for. Hey, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Maybe I did ask for him a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. Like, <laughs> we, need, we, need, we need this because as you're describing it, I'm is I'm playing it in my head, like I'm envisioning everything in my head, and I'm just like, I would want this series and wouldn't care about nothing else, mm -hmm. right? Because everything else is canceled any damn way. But uh -huh. I'm, I'm like, no, I'm like, I need to see the Vanguard series. You know, I need mm -hmm. to see the spinoff series. I need to see the offshoot when you're talking about the brothers. And like, mm -hmm. these are worlds like the Lord of the Rings does that where they had they had the mm -hmm. three main books. But then you still had these little offshoot stories. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And then like, I need those stories, you know, because to me, they all connect. Uh -huh. There's a connection there, you know. Yeah, if I could get it to the point where it's like Star Wars is, where you know they be like, "Yo, you want to write a Star Wars book? Let me see what you got, right?" And if it's canon, let's add it to the universe and let's build it because mm -hmm. it's worldwide, 
right? And so that's, the first book comes from Sad's perspective and the people around him. But once again, this is the whole world cast back into the dark ages, right? And so I try to bounce around different places, show you what's going on in England and, mm -hmm. you know, um, and later books, you know, stuff that like only my wife and some of my close friends know, like I bring in a lot of stuff. Like there's characters I'm in love with that are just still in the outline, man, because there's so much I'm trying to do. And so it's like, I would love to bring on somebody like, hey, man, you know, I had a dope idea for a Vanguard story. Like, boom, let's rock out because there's enough room for everybody. Right, so you know, one author just you know, it ain't all just James Patterson, right? Like, nah, you know, there's enough <laughs> magic <laughs> out here for everybody. <laughs> no, I get it just because that's why I said I, that's why I, I really love your concept because it, it's like, like Chris said, I mean, when you first start thinking about it, it's like, oh, it's like, well, it's just like it would be like, what if. A sec, it's like take the apocalypse setting, which you did, and take it in the sense of you're not going to a far off location, you're not going off to you know uh Timbuktu or any other any other place or any other made up place. You literally took something familiar and said, What will we do in this situation? And I think that's the part that's the that that's to me is the is the red velvet cake connection of it all because you built layers upon that. And I said I say that, and I say that honestly That's a because good way to put that the velvet cake. It, it's it's a, it's a red velvet cake because I'm on chapter five right now, and I've only been reading for ten minutes. But um, <laughs> but no, I'm I'm saying this because the way the way you've leveled it out, and and again, I'm not spoiling anything, but the way you've leveled it out so far, like in the first four chapters I read, it's 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 red velvet cake. I like the way that you layered on. You didn't. You didn't immediately just go for the throat. You sat there and and you literally laid the groundwork to the point to where it's like, as you're introducing characters, as you're describing everything, it is literally, and I love stories like that where, like Chris said, if you can close your eyes and you can immediately picture that place, that is a sign of great story writing. And in your right. case, I can see that in a television series. I'm like, yeah, give me a Walking Dead setup with that type of storyline, and you have a series to the point to where, yeah, it it would work, especially with the given, especially with the given um, avenues right now of creativity and of and of directing and of sets and things of that nature. Like I'm not gonna lie, if you if, if you told me. The next day, Tyler Perry called you up and said, I would love to make this into a series. I mean, at that point, it's like there's there's the pipe. I mean, I'm not I mean talking existence, yeah, that's all well and good, but as long I, as he I, works on the wig game, I'm like, look, yeah, the, the wig wigs. There's gotta be room in the wig budget because you you don't need somebody's hair looking like mine right now. That's all I'm that's all I'm trying to say. You don't need hair looking mine, like mine. Right. <laughs> I got the post-pandemic hairline going on. <laughs> I will I will take your hairline over a just for men com a just for men before picture right now. So wow. <laughs> I'll put it that way. But no, um, but no, man, it's just like I love stories like that because I think and again would be so perfect to see that type of 
different genre because we're so used let's be honest we're so used to and this isn't a knock on like we've seen the best man we've seen uh girlfriends we've seen girls trip and there's nothing wrong with those movies but we don't see too many stories like yours becoming series or movies or weekly episodics to where you know you will bring people in and that's the big thing that i that you harped on was the fact of you know you you do this as an example to not only show your children but to show others and inspire them to say hey we can do this just as well as anybody and you never know you might inspire the next one so i get the mission behind that but but yeah just like to see said. that to, i mean just to see that in television form would be that would be i think it would be the next so I, the next stage. I, the next stage. And I wanted to I going through all this, I wanted to also say like Hollywood Hollywood is desperate for original ideas and they mm-hmm. can't get themselves out of the the vicious circle that they're in of just uh-huh. revamping, rebooting, mm-hmm. re-redoing a prequel to a reboot of a sequel that happened 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. They're stuck. And they're not looking, they're not looking in the no. obvious direction the, you don't know the anything talent, about the talent is massively there like, right. massively. like the, the stories the stories are there you just don't want to hear them if you yeah. gave us a chance to tell you something you might a learn something b you might be interested and you might open up your own imagination back to your own tired played out stuff um but outside of that <laughs> you might make a lot of money you might right, make, right, make a lot of cash right you might see here's the thing because it's funny that you mentioned what you mentioned earlier about you know we've seen the best man yes we we know we can name a slew of romance movies mm-hmm. with black leads we can name those all day we need the sci-fi. We need mm-hmm. the fantasy. We need the adventure. We need the spy thriller. We need the horror movie where we kick ass and live. We need these stories mm-hmm. because we we fit in those spaces too. Yeah. So when you have something like this, like I'm like, oh yeah, let's take this to a movie. A movie's great. Right now, I need this as the series. Right. Mm-hmm. I need the series because if you, like I said, if you can give us that many seasons of Walking Dead, you can give me just as many seasons of the van. Oh, yeah. I don't right. I don't mean to interrupt. Um, I think um Abbott Elementary just swept the Golden Globes. They did. Nice. Yes, they, they, they did. did. That's what I was, I was watching. I was I, I was I'm getting sorry. I was getting ready. I was getting ready to announce it. I was gonna I'm announce so it. Sorry. I'm sorry. You're doing it just like I'm doing it. I'm sorry. I'm it very. Was a good, I it was a clean. That's I'm why sorry. I was saying, like, the talent is. If you've seen the winners, like, from tonight, just tonight, yes, mm-hmm, just tonight from the Golden Globe. And let me just announce them. Let me get them out the way. I'm, I'm sorry. Just I don't mean to take away. Oh, from, no, I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we have we got Janelle Monae winning for Best Supporting Actress for Glass Onion. Nice. Yay! Yes. Nice. Okay. We have who else? Danielle Deadweiler accepting for a breakthrough performance for for uh, for her role in Teal with Tamron from from Tamron Hall. Uh-huh. We have Angela Bassett, of course. We have Tyler James Williams for Best Supporting Actress at Ad- Abbott Elementary. Quinn really? Bronston, mm-hmm. Best Best Actress in TV Series. Uh, Golden Globe. Let me see. 
she joins Tracy Ellis Ross, Debbie Allen, and Diane Carroll as the only black actresses to win for best actresses in TV series. Wow. We have Zendaya uh, winning for best actress in a TV series, in a, in a TV series, musical, or comedy. The talent is there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So to say, we don't know what else to do. Let's start here. As, as not, not colonize it. Just say, hey, when we'll mention Tyler Perry. Mm -hmm. We have black directors. We have black animators. Shout out to We Are Martian B. Mm -hmm. We have people who are who's worked on who's who's worked on Black Dynamite in the Boondocks. Mm. All right. Made visuals for Meg the Stallion. So we have the talent, we have the skill set, we have the gifts, we mm -hmm. have the, the we have the content. Yeah, you know, like Chase, you writing you writing Bibles right now, <laughs> right? <laughs> you, got, yeah, you got you at this point, you got George R. R. Martin beat right now. You you got oh, yeah, that was my whole plan. <laughs> my, like, my plan is to have ten books done before this next book of his come out. Like, oh, you 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 gonna you gonna you gonna hit that mark easy. You gonna hit that mark real easy. So I don't see the reason why. And like Kira said, there, you know, you have Hollywood running out of ideas. I'm like, how do you run up out of ideas for imagination? When it's, it's where, it's, it's where you day. limit is where you limit what you want to see. Uh -huh. Right. It's where they're choosing not to look. Right. Mm -hmm. I was like, meanwhile, <laughs> we got Jason Michael Primrose, who does 2050Z. Mm -hmm. We got Chase Bowling, who's doing the Vanguard series. You know, we have we have these writers out here who's Putting a foot in people's asses and nobody sees it. Mm -hmm. That's all we got. That's why we have to be our own. We have to be as it as it has been in history as it is now. We have to be our biggest. At we have to be. I hate saying advertise. We have to be our biggest mouthpieces. We have to be our advocates. As, I'm sorry. We can't. We cannot compete with each other when there's room at the table for everyone. Yo, right. There's enough imagination out here for everybody. Imagine Listen, I love medieval fantasy and illustration, right. right? If I could tell you how many different times I have read the Battle of Crazy, or how many mm -hmm. times I've read Agincourt, or how mm -hmm. many times I've read Hastings, mm -hmm. right? Because I like stuff like that, right? Like I yeah. live for the Steel Wall, so right, and I read it and I enjoy it. And sometimes I'll stop, I'll be like, bro. It's like you went to Wikipedia and just it'd be dry, right? It gotta be good, <laughs> right? But the fact of the matter is, like, you know, we can't step outside, like, and that's why I tell people all the time, like, Charles Saunders, so important for what he did with Emerald, mm -hmm. right? And it's like that was the very first time in my life. That somebody had told me because my brother, my older brother, was like, I'm gonna get you this book, it's called Emerald. I was like, Well, what's that? He's like, It's like Black Conan. I was like, Oh man, that's cool, right? And he could never find the book, <laughs> right? And so he passes away. And so I go raid his stash. I'm thinking, like, You might have this book in here somewhere, you stingy bastard, right? And so <laughs> he ain't had a book, but no cat. Years later, <laughs> on his birthday, I opened up my Kindle app. And what do I see sitting there in my recommendations? But Emerald, mm. right? And so Emerald, 
led me to Milton Davis, right? And Balogun Ojitade, who's like, you know, them brothers have written some like my favorite books. Like mm-hmm. if you've never read Changa Safari or Beneath the Shining Jewel, which to me stands as the gold standard of black horror fantasy ever written. Like I don't think anybody's ever topped it. I'll die on that hill. Mm-hmm. Like you can't argue with me until you read the book. Right? Like you can't argue until you read the book. And then you be like, oh, you know what, Chase, I'm gonna die on this hill with you because this was fucking crazy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know, it, it opened it up, and it's like, yo, you can't expect, it's like, just like we can't expect a handful of black leaders to lead all 16 million of us to the promised land, right? Mm-hmm. We can't expect the same handful of authors to do the same thing, and I think the real problem is there's too many authors that look like us that are too comfortable being the only black kids in the room, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so it's like, listen, like that's why I love Milton Davis to death because anytime True. you, you is pre- I'm about to pass the collection vote. plate. <laughs> <laughs> you is preaching, sir. Thank you. Like I'm just speaking how I feel because it's yeah, like, that's fact. Like I was a rapper for a long time, right? And so what do rappers do, right? You kind of get tired, bro. So you be like, yo, my boy can rap too. Listen mm-hmm. to what he got, so I can go sit down, right? <laughs> and so it's like. But that doesn't extend to the bookish community. Right. Right. Like there's not a lot of established black authors like Coast and Whitehead. Isn't it? But it's because they will they let one, they let one mm-hmm. get it. Yeah. But that doesn't they, stop you from writing the cover no. word. No, no, that no. doesn't stop you from buying and posting on your feed other books by black creators because now you have a platform. And even mm-hmm. if you might be on a plantation platform, you can still do what you can. It right. doesn't cause nothing to write a review. I mean, that's the you know thing. Shout out to sure. people like, you know, I'm glad he mentions that because shout mm-hmm. out to people like uh, Sister Sci Fi on IG. Mm-hmm. They yes. will share female black writers or writers of color. From sci-fi and fantasy and comics, every day. So I, I I know exactly what you're saying because there's room. I mean, we can't say it enough. There's room at the table. Society has taught us to be competitive when it's not necessary to be so. And I mean, listen, if you want to be competitive with writing the best book you could write, cool. But let's not gatekeep. Exactly. Because otherwise, how you know your book even that good, bro? If you didn't cut. Everybody else out the, out the way. Then they right. really compete. That's like poisoning everybody for the combine and running a five flat. Like, yeah, I was yeah. fast. But you hit the nail on the head, though, right there. It is amazing. That's why I always, it never ceases to amaze me that when, like Kira said, one author comes up and you would think, because I, I believe in once you, once you get to a certain point, once you are established, like you said, like hip hop used to be in the early early nineties, probably almost into the two thousands. When one rapper got on, what did he do? Brought his boy. Brought his boy. Jay gave us Memphis Bleak. We might right. not ever forget a man for it, but it happened. <laughs> <laughs> so that broke my line of thought on that one. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't lying that. though. I mean, you know what I'm my bad. <laughs> No, no, you good. I went through my windshield. I don't have a chill no more. I left that in the car you, with, you, with the you rest good. of the when they pulled me out. 
Oh no, no, you good. It's just, it's just like you said, it's just it amazed me so where they have this platform, and it's like, you know, hey, you want some? Hey, this person just came out. This book is what they did. This is what it's about. Give it, you know, give it a shot. Read it. You know, let him know what you think, or let her know what you think. Or hey, you know, it's never been this. I, I hate to go back to a Game of Thrones reference. It's never been a Holdor mentality. Like we never, it, it's like you rather, you rather close the door and nail it shut than hold it open. Mm. Yeah, and that's what he. And that's like I've never understood that. It's like if you get on, then help others get on because it is always it has always been more. What's more rewarding? The fact that it's just like case in point. Um, I, I'll I'll do quick. Like uh, say track and field. We couldn't run track and field for the longest time. Two black people get into it. Now we dominate the sport. Yeah. I right. Mean, I mean, at this point, but I think that's their fear. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And that's why I'm not saying that's the general fear among the among the opaque and rice cake warrior people. That let's be honest, historically, it's always been that. Whenever we get into something, we dominate. Paul Mooney said it best. Whenever we get in, we dominate. That's why he kept on saying, yeah. wait, wait till we wait till we figure out swimming. They thought they learned ice skate. We already taking over gymnastics. They was like, oh, they never going to touch golf and, and tennis. Mm-hmm. Well, shut well, that down. Yeah. You know, right. well, Challenge accepted. They, all they have left is NASCAR. And I'm just waiting for the black. Oh, that door, and that door, they already got a yeah, sister not, and a brother we, that's, oh, that's doing that right now. I, I need yeah, one right? more. I need one more than a man named Bubba. That's all I'm saying. Because the first time I saw him, like, Bubba Watson, I was like, I'm, I'm having to close my eyes and, like, of all the names you can like, have, you, you got Bubba Watson. <laughs> what you got? I'm not mad at the brother because he's, I'm not mad at the brother because he's doing his thing, but for the soul, why did your name have to be Bubba? Right. Because, for the I culture. Mean, you said it all. <laughs> Depending on where you come from, you need that non-threatening black name. I mean, you're right. You're you right, right. Because like, he, couldn't, like, he couldn't roll, he couldn't roll through there with Mbaku. No, but it, no, but it shouldn't be block. like that. It shouldn't be like that. Like we should be able to <laughs> occupy any space, however, however we are. So yeah. I mean, I understand what y'all yeah. saying, but he should have been able to come as Mbaku and like the best fucking Mbaku in NASCAR. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what? They might they might mess his name up a couple times, yeah. but they they yeah. they gonna get it right. You know, they right. would have got it right. Yeah, they would have got it right. Them sponsors well, definitely would have got it right. Well, that's, what saying, that's what I'm saying as far as literature goes, though, because literature is that next level. To me, literature yeah. is like that next level to where there's how many black authors can you say successfully made it as far as selling and writing multiple books and getting you know getting uh buzz and things of that nature it that's where that's where the next thing for us i think it is where i mean not just know, the not just the literature it. of drama because there's there's plenty of books out there where it's always about drama and jail all that stuff but like you said go into the world of science fiction go into the world of fantasy go into the world's that for a lot of people, they'll be like, Black people love sci fi, yes, the F yeah, we do, we do. Yeah. <laughs> right. we do like, like sci-fi. it was just never for us, before. right? Why right. you think we rally like we did around mm-hmm. Sam Jackson when he showed up his mate's window? We like, and we what? still hold that candle, like, come on, yeah. you still can't find a purple lightsaber around his mug, like, no, 
You ain't lying. <laughs> but hey, I've tried. I don't know about that. <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> well, yeah, Kira got one. Kira got one. You think about it, like 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 Will said, Paul Mooney said it best. Whatever mm-hmm. we get in, we dop. 80s and 90s, we dominated television, mm-hmm. sitcoms, television shows. Mm-hmm. We ran that. Yep. You know, okay, we know we can do it. Like now, let, let's what's the actor's name from Frank's place that was the father, Tim Reed, the father yeah. from uh, Sister Sister. He mm-hmm. was behind that. Robert Townsend, he was behind all of that. Mm-hmm. Opening the door for these other black actors and comedians. Let's open this door and get these people in here because there is a talent there that they that's not being shown, that's not being seen because they understood what it meant to be like, hey, I don't need these people to put me on. And mm-hmm. I'm going to just say, I'm going to just say like Seinfeld. I don't need Seinfeld to put me on. I'm going to put mm-hmm. myself on. And then when mm-hmm. I'm done, I'm going to put the Wayne brothers on. Mm-hmm. And, then when I, and then when they, and what the Waynes do, they put their whole family on. Oh, 14 of them. Generation yeah. upon generation. Like they, mm-hmm. they working on the second generation right now. <laughs> like third. <laughs> I'm third, pretty yeah, sure there's a great niece yeah. out there that's a stand-up yeah. comedian. If, if it's not, if oh, it's not yeah. a son or daughter, mm-hmm. it's a niece or nephew. Mm-hmm. So they're, they, they're putting them on. And, and that's how it should be. Not just family, but that's how it should be. When you open this door and you see these greatness, these, these greats coming in the door. Harlem Knights is a prime example Ooh. of putting your people on. Man. Yep. Hollywood Shuffle is a prime example of putting your people on. Yep. Right. We will never, granted, we'll probably, right. we'll probably never see another Hollywood, or not a Hollywood show. We'll probably never see another Harlem Knights because that oh, is man, that, that, that was, was the pinnacle. That was yeah. the, like, whoa. You'll never see you that. Got, you got four generations of comedians plus the fifth one mm-hmm. coming up. Like, come on. That's the black comedians right. back then were halfway gangsters anyway. Bella yeah. 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 wasn't acting. She was not acting. No, she was not acting. Like, they put in work. You know, rest so in rest in peace, Della Reese. Oh, man. So when you see, not just in acting, not just in comedy, not just in sports, but not, you know, you need to see, like, we're seeing it behind the camera now. Mm-hmm. With, with, with uh, uh, Ryan Coogler and Jordan Peele. We're seeing it in the books now, you know, with people like yourself and Jason Michael Primrose and the women that's over at Sister Sci-Fi that's getting premiered because it's a ton of them. Mm-hmm. You know, we're seeing they're they're coming out more and more, and it's like all you can do is look at the other side and said, "Look, we weren't even trying to compete with you, but because you held us back, yeah. Yeah, look at all this greatness we've been saving, yeah. just unleash it <laughs> right." So, so now we're getting ready to smack you over the head with it because. Now we got superheroes. Mm-hmm. The next generation of Avengers are people of color. Mm-hmm. And you oh, can't stop be... it. And that's the beauty of art. <laughs> it's going to be going to be the next the, the, be so mad. The, <laughs> ne- the next takeover. <laughs> that's why I said the next takeover is going to be uh, how wait, till Sam, wait till Sam shows up. Oh, oh, Sam, Sam Wilson shows up. It is, it is going up. to I already said it. I'm like, gonna be oh, all black gonna be so mad. They're gonna be so I'm like, you thought I'm like they're gonna be so mad. <laughs> yeah, but you know what though? This is what I'm gonna say. If I could keep it a brick, right? I am tired of you black facing 
white characters for my money. Right. right. And so yeah. it'd be one of the things where I'd be on the fence as to whether or not I'm going to support this shit. Because, you, yeah, you can give me a black Superman, but no, it's corny. Why not yeah. go mm-hmm. get me something? Especially the way they say it. Yeah. Yeah, Ooh. like, why not go get me something native produced? And Where's my icon? Where's my icon? They will never do icon as much as they should. <laughs> icon and icon and rocket should literally be the next ones up, and static should be right behind it. The yeah. problem with icon is what do you think? What is icon? Literally makes Superman look small compared to his abilities and his story. And he's got he's actually got more. He's got more story arcs than Superman it, it, does. Yeah, his power set is better. Yeah. <laughs> but so, think about this. But it's like, but like Chris said, it's the thing about, background, it's the thing about it, it. They just don't. They just don't want. It's like I never understood why they just didn't want it. I mean, because when I first first read Icon, I'm like, okay, and then Icon, and of course those characters got picked up by DC, and I'm like, DC has been sitting on eight to ten different characters. That they literally could produce and do a universe off of, but the problem is none of them are white, cool. and yep. they will not push it. Yo, here's the yep. game, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm a rap, whack, mediocre rapper, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I got the clout and the pull. I have the infrastructure, right? I have the means of production. Mm-hmm. I could sign whoever the competition is and shove their ass. Yep, and I control the market. Mm-hmm. Right, and it's one of those things where it's like you know, this is why they'd rather blackface a character. Why? Because when it doesn't make any money, they're busy trying to prove diversity isn't profitable, right? Yep. And just so far, it hasn't worked. You haven't been able to piss off enough racists mm-hmm. to outspend the black people. Yeah. yeah, and the problem is, in order to effectively argue. You got to check some shit out before you could tear it down or you have no argument because mm-hmm. nobody likes to troll no matter what side of the aisle you stand on. That's right. I mean. So no matter what, it's going to make money. But eventually, you know, they're going to try to restart the breeding war or something so they could tip it back over the other way. And they're like, oh, no, we tried. And it just didn't make us any money. Just forget about Black Panther and everything else that happened in the early 2020s. Wait. That was pandemic money. That didn't count. Right, yeah, right. Always, it's always something. It's always something. Yeah, yeah. it's the funny part that you mentioned that because they tried to do that with Black with Wakanda Forever. They tried to do that with the first two with the first two weekends, yeah. saying that oh, well, it, it dominated. Was, it, was, it dominated for almost a month and a half. Yeah, and they try to say it, it didn't bring in the numbers, and that some and granted these were these were outside the U.S. These are outside the U.S. interviews. They sat there and said, well, you know, for it to be a for it to be a primarily uh diverse cast it didn't do well i'm like to who because right here's a prime example of that china said oh we're not gonna show black or what kind of forever because of a two-second scene yeah and now today the news comes out that because they're so picky about what gets released over there they're mm-hmm. hurt on they're 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 Theater money is but not is strong. Yeah. I'm like, that's because y'all chose to, the wrong path. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why, why <laughs> can't brainwash and subliminally message like America and let us have what we want rather than <laughs> censorship? That's, right? that's always been the Chinese markets. I mean, they always wanted to control what their population sees. 
But it's still, like I said, it's still my hope that I would still love to see. I would still love to see an icon movie. I would still love to see Blood Syndicate. I would still love to see Hardware. I still love to see Static. I would love to see those particular heroes come to the screen. Now, do I think it's going to happen under Guns Watch? Maybe not initially, because like I said before, it's going to take it's, somebody. It's a, shit, it's a shit show over there anyway. It, so. it, it, DC, DC is like. <laughs> As much as I love DC, um, as much as I love DC, you're right. It is the it is the biggest load of caca this side of a horse of a horse trial. You're right. Can I ask you a question, Will? You said you love DC, right? Yeah. Now I can't like mm. my siblings was on the comics, right? I played mm-hmm. football and doing all of that, and I didn't have the time to get into it. Mm-hmm. Like, so I'm I'm playing catch up, right? Mm-hmm. But everything I read about how DC treats its black artists and writers. Yeah is it is a hundred percent true how can like like that's like you know like how do you do how you deal with that like because i know i struggle being a black tolkien fan knowing this man imagined everything but black people right everything but black people right and so Mm -hmm. it's like cool whatever so how like i make my excuses for it like Mm -hmm. but how do you like as a dc fan like how do you cope with that no full well anybody that look like you can't can't even like live. The the problem with that is is that as a kid you don't really consider that, mm. but as you get older and you start That's you see it and you start really pulling back the curtain, it's like because there was a documentary about six years ago about uh about artists and artists in comic books, and every black artist sat there and said that. DC that a black artist wasn't a black comic book artist wasn't considered a DC until 1985. 1985, mm-hmm. and the only reason this particular man, I gotta find that, I gotta find the documentary. The only reason that particular artist at the time was was iconic was because he actually redesigned Batman, yeah. the same oh. Batman that is currently is that the Michael Batman. Keaton Batman. No, no, no. This was uh it was a it was a rip off of Michael Keaton Batman, but eventually it became the Batman the animated series. They okay. never gave the artist credit for it. Mm-hmm. And so ever since then, it's like everybody kept saying the same thing. Well, DC gave me an opportunity, but I didn't get treated as well as said other artists, or even black writers that wanted to write for DC didn't get it. Even some of their scripts got plague some of their scripts got oh, taken some of their scripts got all this yeah it's a whole it's it's a whole yeah. horror show yeah bogus performance reviews getting mm-hmm. written up for like yo i read that yeah. article and i was just like yo they'll never consciously get another dime they, of my money they yeah. they 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 screw their artists mm-hmm. and it's not just it's just not in the comics all right let's look at their movies yep I remember when Justice League first dropped, and one of the articles they came out with was about Cyborg. Mm-hmm. And this is our first person of color on the big screen. Mm-hmm. Where is he now? Because he blew the whistle. I said it. I made the TikTok. Y'all seen it? Mm-hmm. I made the TikTok. He blew the whistle on a toxic work environment. However, the reverse Ezra flash. Ezra Miller still employed. Is still employed at this point, but look, but still, whether they and fire him or not, and, and helped. Let's and not help. Yeah, and help. Yeah, help him. Yeah, to stay. To you stay. Let him come public. back to do reshoots. Why the government was looking for him? I, mm-hmm. I wait. Tell me. 
So Ezra yeah. Willow was actually really out here kidnapping people, right? Like little native girls yes. and he, stuff like So this was the story. The mm-hmm. per- When he was in Florida, not Florida, when he was in Hawaii, okay, yeah. the people's house that he broke into were people he had known for years. Mm-hmm. They and I kept friend. I'm like, I'm like, he broke into the same people's house. Mm-hmm. That sounds weird. Mm-hmm. And and it turns out they had a daughter, and he had known the girl since she was, I want to say, 14. Mm-hmm. So she's of age now. She's like 18 or 19. And during his skirmish of whatever was his his tyranny run or whatever he was doing, he apparently had kidnapped his woman. That's super foul. Yeah, you know. And so this involved now. Now the FBI's involved. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember you know, hearing about this, but yeah. I never heard about him going to jail. And it's like, how yeah. you on movie? He, he went to jail. He went to he jail, went to for, jail the, for a little while. He went to yeah. He went to jail when he was down there in Hawaii. He went to jail twice. Matter of mm-hmm. fact, three times. Got arrested was, the next day. Yeah, got arrested on the day he was going <laughs> to court. I mean, it's not the fact that he's still employed. It's not yeah, the fact yeah. that he's still employed, but yeah, he's like, still, still employable. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? He's like, he's still employable. Like, people are still going to throw scripts at him. That's yeah. the ridiculous part. The but part, look, there's, there's, there was, there was that. There's the whole deal down in Vermont. He had a weed farm. There's nothing wrong with you having a weed farm. However, who, the girl you had there, who had young children, uh-huh. you had weapons lying around the house. Mm-hmm. A five year old put a bullet in their mouth. A bullet that was just lying around the house. Like, dude, this is. They're gonna look at her and you, and it's questionable. And the, and that's why. And that and the thing about it is, and to think after all said and done. They're still pushing forward with this movie. Yeah, they're pushing forward with because it's, the, it's their pro, it's their pro, it's, it's their, their it's profit their, margin. Yeah, it's it's, it's, their, it's their albatross. They put too much into it. They have to they have to ride with it, sink or swim. They have Yo, to ride. You, can, with you cancel you canceled a ninety million dollar film mm-hmm. that probably that people were really wanting, mm-hmm. and the only reason why people wanted the Flash is because of Michael Keaton. Yep. That was the only reason nobody really cared because it's, it's at the point that. nobody cares. It was like you know, know Ray Fisher said something, and all of a sudden Ray yo. Fisher said, Yo, this dude yeah. back here, he cutting up, he talking about the women, and he got these crazy work environment. He changed up the script and made me look stupid, you know, mm-hmm. even though I was talking to the previous director that they fired and for no reason, and it was just it was chaos. Mm-hmm. And then while the FBI is looking for Ezra Miller, he ain't nowhere to be found. All yeah, of a sudden, news comes out that he was secretly doing reshoots mm-hmm. for the Flash. If that if that is not the most if that is not the most messed up TLC, how in the world does happen story? No, and it's one hundred percent true. America oh, must yeah. uphold the right for brown people to be stolen by not brown people. Otherwise, the whole thing just falls apart. Yeah. <laughs> like, not, 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 not America. America. No. Right, right. Like, they, they got it. Like, oh, wait a minute now. Sometimes you just got to steal some brown people. He'd be all right. He put it back, right? Like, yo. <laughs> yeah, he put it back, right? There. Exactly. He put it back. Right? You, <laughs> but you don't have no foul, right? They never but got to like, break that's the what I'm saying. on it. Like okay, my half yeah, grandfathers, that was just a funny weekend at college for them. Mm-hmm. That, but that's that. the, but that's the thing about it. Like when you, it's like not a lot of people know because I know we were talking about this uh, sometime last week that when it comes to 
writers, when it comes to designers, uh, those that are behind the scenes with these comics and shows and whatnot, they really do get done dirty. And they've been getting done dirty. It's just like now some of them have some of them have formed a union, although it's not a complete union like United Auto Workers are or like yeah. your uh like image like just your, formed a union just recently. Yeah. So it's like they're not all together, but you know, it's a lot of people don't realize was. that a lot, especially over at Marvel. I said, and I mean, you thought DC was bad. I mean, mm. listen to Marvel. Marvel is that everybody thinks the the grass is green on the other side. No, because a lot of graphics artists, when they were working these Marvel movies, said that they had these unrealistic deadlines. They're pushing hours, and the pay isn't up there. And I'm like, imagine that you're working your. I mean, when you hear people work for, oh, dude, you work for Marvel, you work for Disney. That's great. Not all's cracked up to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really they doing they doing they doing they they doing a job they're passionate about, or they're doing mm-hmm. a craft they're passionate about. But how many times have we been online on social media? And we've seen this artist or this writer now has GoFundMe mm-hmm. because um, their health is their health is bad. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, yo, this person that we have been watching or reading about or seeing and admiring their artwork for decades, or 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 what? It, where's my three ninety nine a week going? Yeah, right. like, and I know I'm not the only one that's buying this. I know millions of people are buying this, so. Mm-hmm. That's three million dollars right there. Why is my man broke? Yeah. <laughs> Why is he up in a hospital sick? And you know, so right. yeah, it becomes this this beast. Yeah, publishing. We got to get off of labels, man. Right, and it's like it's one of those things where it's like for a lot of a lot of places. Like I, I work in manufacturing. A lot of stuff I know comes from that training, right? So we talk about mm-hmm. lean, and everybody benchmarks off of what Toyota does. And 5S because Toyota never was supposed to make cars. They started off making sewing machines. Mm-hmm. His father said, I'm going to give you a corner of my factory and just enough resources to fail. Right? And if you can mm-hmm. make it happen, then you can make cars. And that's what he did. And they developed a system of doing things. Right? Mm-hmm. That's made Toyota. Like, I don't care what you sell. You could be making sneakers, bro. You're going to look at Toyota's production process and how they do things. Right? Mm-hmm. And entertainment we don't look at stuff like that. We hear Marvel and it just has this thing where like we automatically assume it's going to be good. Like yo, newsflash, people stand lead day. Mm-hmm. Right? So we need to start looking at it as boom. I don't know. I, I grew up with Fern Gully and all that, right? And it told us that yeah, corporations yeah. are bad. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. And so you, you want the real art or you want the corporate art. Right, mm-hmm. the corporate art is designed to make you broke and enslave your spirit, bro. That's what it. That's what it's for. That's why the corporation is backing it. And until the fandom and the people that spend their money demand, right? Like, listen, yeah. everybody supported the Starbucks Union. Why? Because you got tired of seeing your favorite barista up there looking like they about to put extra bubbles in your iced coffee, <laughs> right? So nobody <laughs> liked that feeling. So everybody was all solidarity with it, right? Yeah. Until you know, right now, as an artist, you don't have the means of production, right? You make the art, but it's really all about the fans, mm-hmm. right? Until the fans say, "Hey, I'm not spending my money to treat my people better, right?" Because I really like this guy, mm-hmm. right? And if we're treating him like crap, I'm not gonna pay you to treat him like crap. But the company's never going to come to that conclusion on their own. 
No. Like that's us to up to us is the fans and the people that make the fandom to demand. Like, listen, we're not gonna break bread with you. Yeah, if you mistreat people, or we just gotta give people the opportunity to say, Hey, listen, like we're gonna blow up your little indie project because it's dope, not because it's got this easily recognizable branding behind it. Well, I mean, that's the thing though, it's just like like you said, it, it money, money will always decide whether something halts or goes. The problem, the problem with this is Marvel is Mar the mouse is a monster. DC is a monster. The problem, the problem is that is that they have they have worked the system so well. I mean, you gotta think comics, merchandising, Disney Plus subscriptions, the networks that they own, um, especially Disney. I think Disney, I almost want to say owns 70% of almost every media out there. I want to say 70, 75. <laughs> What is it? Uh, ABC, Disney, mm -hmm. Hulu, ESPN, ESPN. Uh, Fox. Yep. Uh, and that's pretty much the majority that's of what's on network television right now. Oh, uh, yeah. Funimation. Uh, yeah. Crunchyroll or Fun some, some part Yeah, of they're working. Yeah, uh, they, I think they got Funimation, but I wouldn't yeah. be surprised they got Crunchyroll too. Because well, Crunchyroll and Funimation are together now. Oh, yeah. and then that yeah, case, yeah, they, they made, they made that deal in. last year, I think it was. Yeah. Oh, in that case, then that case, the mouse has the gauntlet. The mouse yeah. has the mouse literally has a, it's a step away from owning something like that's why I really thought they were gonna let Simon and Schuster right and then go mm -hmm. through with that merger because I was like, well, nobody stopped Disney from controlling all of entertainment. They they'll wave anti pot, they'll wave antitrust laws when they feel like it. Because yeah. the funny part is they waived it with AOL Time Warner, but they didn't waive it. They didn't waive it when the video game acquisitions happened. Yes. Like right now, that like right now they're trying to halt uh, Xbox buying Activision. Well, this is why you ever you ever look at how much United States military stuff gets advertised in video games? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. That right yeah. there, That's how they right do it right there. This is why the they... NFL couldn't protect their most valuable resource during the kneeling gate, right? Because <laughs> Department of Defense was like, mm -mm -mm. Department of Defense out there. Well, and that and that you gotta think though, because this is where it's this is where it benefits the Department of Defense. They pay the NFL buku bucks every year, exactly. and the NFL doesn't want to lose money. At the same time, look at your top selling multiplayers. You you, you know, Call of Duty, Counter Strike, uh, uh, shoot, Rainbow Six, uh. Yeah. I mean, take your pick as you go down. Not even counting, not even counting the sandbox games, but most of your games that they're involved army based. Uh, most most of your first person shooters, are army based, first person that, shooters, yeah. yeah. So it's you like know, you just side know. note. Here's the power of it. Mm -hmm. After years of Sokum, right? Y'all remember Sokum? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, two, yep, three, yep. yeah. Right. I come back from school right for the summer. What am I doing? What do I want to be? Me and my cousin, we out there rowing boats and trying to swim back to shore because we want to be seal pups. Mm -hmm. Why? Because it's been programmed mm -hmm. from the start of puberty to now we old enough to enlist until it came time to get on the boat. I was like, yo, bro, you know. That, that's that's the one time. We got on some boats with some people that ain't look like us. It ain't work out so good. I don't know if I'm going to be a sailor, bro. Like, <laughs> that's, that's why I say I'm, that's why I say I can't argue that because I was the same way. I had two cousins, two cousins that were in the army, and of course, we all play the same games, like you said. I turned 18, I was about to walk right to the enlistment, uh, right to the enlistment office. Both my cousins stopped me and said, No, go to college. 
They both stopped me and said, "You will not. You will not enlist. Take your behind to college." Yeah, I scored That's so hard on the ASVAB test. They didn't stop sending me stuff and trying to get. So after I turned like thirty-two, I mean, this, I is, this is why. Yeah, yeah, when you they, almost aged out. Yeah, when you aged out. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah they, it's they, like, oh, all right, you old now. Once you hit yeah, 35, I mean, that's why you like look at. Want... I mean, not just the video games, but look at the toys. I mean, you look at look yep. at GI Joe. Yep. They push, they pushed it mm-hmm. to the point where you wanted to do, you wanted to join one of the services mm-hmm. because you thought you were yeah, brainwashed into like we're gonna be like GI yeah, Joe. We're gonna go over there and kill Cobra Commander. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you couldn't be a transformer, you you had to be a Joe. You had to do something. <laughs> and even that, even that's in a military type. Yeah. I just wanted to gun Right, that's all I wanted. Right, I just wanted to gun them. Like, 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 I just wanted to gun them. Like, yeah, I've signed up for that. Like, they'd have got oh, me for man. that. Like, like, what you mean, mobile suit, sir? I, would, I ain't gonna lie. That <laughs> what do you mean mind, exactly? These things can. Fl- oh, they can. Okay. Oh, well, I tell so you like, what. Real <laughs> guns. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Like, <laughs> yeah, they had me hook, line, and sinker, bro. Right. And nerd with them, like, nah, we could do this. Right. So I mean it just it, I mean, but it just it just goes to show you exactly what goes on yeah, how deep beyond the yeah, beyond yeah. the beyond the veil, I guess you yeah. Say. yeah, you know, so I heard somebody call it a blood ritual, bro. And it's that's right. when it don't never change. And I thought they was violent for a second till I really thought about it. And it's like, look, from a Buffalo soldier to Call of Duty ghost, bro, how really different is it? Fair point. Yo, yeah, I've been pondering okay, that all day. Had, had me messed up from like seven thirty this morning. Like, damn. I mean, was I mean, I said the same thing for the longest time. I said every day, every time Call of Duty came out, I said, "Y'all really willing to spend sixty bucks for the same game?" Yes. <laughs> I said, "Y'all really, y'all really well willing to down that hill?" But oh uh, yeah, nah, bro. Mm-hmm. Like back when I could play video games, like I've said, you know, it's funny. I can't play video games no more. You think I would save money, right? Because <laughs> I'm not spending eighty dollars. <laughs> To download something, oh right? god, I ain't even get <laughs> right? No more, it's so disrespectful. It's like there ain't no physical disc. My son was like, No, dad, you just put the code in. I'm like, This is bullshit. I don't want the code. I I'm want not the even paying the little the man that I, paid I, the plastic case. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no way I could justify this now. This is bullshit. Oh, oh, I, I oh, had my moment, god. I had that moment where I was like, You know. We know when you had the case, we had the nice, we had the nice little top shelf, the type shelf where you just had everything in alphabetical order, and you had that white glove treatment, especially for the disc. <laughs> I was, sure. I was particular. You had the, you had the Butler white gloves you had to put on, but like, you know what? We're gonna treat this thing like a forty-five. You are gonna pull this thing out very nicely. You are gonna make sure. It's, oh, oh, that's scuffed up. Let me get this ethanol real quick and just <laughs> go over it ever so nicely before we start playing this. But no, I mean, you, you're right though. It's. It's 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 a it's an it's, it's the nature of the beast yeah. is what it is and yeah. I mean I'm glad that we're at the point where we know we know better now <laughs> like we oh. we know better we see better we do better for mm-hmm. the whole uh, we hope so I don't know it, it's it's crazy how we see it but mm-hmm. well before we get out of here we, what you guys do is so important man like highlighting yeah. Blurred culture, right? Because as we see now, it's real popping to be a blurred. I remember when I had to fight niggas about not watching anime that I knew for a fact I watched, right? Like <laughs> that, that, that was popping. What you mean I watched Naruto? You were only thirty, like what up? You can't be telling people that shit, like yo. Oh, I they would tell you when the we closet ones. The job I used to work at, 
years ago when somebody had mentioned uh, uh, Goku. They said Goku, and I and I waited. I waited like a week, <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, "Yo, you watch Dragon Ball?" He was like, "Yeah, you do." And I'm like, "Nigga." Kindred <laughs> <laughs> spirits have been found. And then, like the other dude, like then the other, like the other dude, we was on lunch break, and I see him pop over in the comic. I'm like, "Yo, so uh, <laughs> I say I'll say this one time and one time alone. There are three ways that we can achieve world peace: sports, video games, comic books, and anime. That's it. Guarantee, guarantee, you're gonna be." Look, I guarantee in any in any given situation, there's gonna be there's gonna be at least four people you can vibe with off one of those three things or all and all right. together. Until see, you I tell used me to, I used to, I used to use bro. the I used to use the argument like Chris, you read comics. I'm like Wu Tang reads comics. I don't want to. <laughs> 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 like yeah, it used to be like that. Like yo, were you really like? I, I think it's cool that my son now. Can just be who he is and like what he like without no fear, right? Because mm-hmm. you you didn't even be hard back in the day, but you had to be hard just in case somebody found out that you played the violin and it was good at math and shit, right? <laughs> so now you really had to be gangster mm-hmm. because you you know. And so it's like, yo, this is the power of what we're doing, mm-hmm. right? Right. And as long as, like I said, everybody like I had a t- tutor one time that said you can't jump from the attic to the basement. Chase, that was her fav, fav, famous hmm. thing, right? Because everybody used to tell me I was smart. So I took it personally when I didn't understand something, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I was mad, like, big mad, right? And she's like, yo, what do you expect? Like, what do you expect just to jump from the bottom floor to the top floor without walking up the steps? And so it's like, listen, we want to decolonize everything, right? Tear down the power structures. Now nah, it starts in the imagination, mm-hmm. right? What they say, the revolution wouldn't be televised. Why? Because it's here. And so until we start decolonizing imaginations, right, then we can start changing the world. Right. Right. Then we can start really changing the world because it's like now until they say familiarity breeds content, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like once you get used to seeing black people, right, in places and positions of power and just living their natural black lives, eventually... You will be inoculated to it. Like, you know, you're allergic to dogs. Then you spend six months with a dog. Now, all of a sudden, your eyes ain't itching, your throat ain't itching, and you can breathe. Right? Right. <laughs> like, yo, you've been, you've been, you've been introduced to it. And so I think that as long as, like, y'all keep doing what you're doing, right, which providing the platform to people like me, it makes it a lot less thankless to do what we do. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you, that. Huh? You, I mean, that's what yeah. I built it for. I, I built it just for this, you know, to talk about the stuff that we love, but it's from our perspective, you know, and looking at, you know, not just this interview, but hearing the news about the Golden Globes, this is probably the blackest night ever. For real. <laughs> for real. Like, like it's the blackest night. And this is just it's just mid-January right now. <laughs> so <laughs> you love you love to see it. You love to see it when it's a man. I, I, you love to going see to it work, go to work with a cigar in my mouth or something. I'm like, what? What you didn't hear? That, uh <laughs> they, they're not gonna talk about it in my job, not in front of me. What you what you want to talk about? Oh, you none of your people 
that's what you see, Kara. That's when you pull a Dave Chappelle and just go in there and just like, you know what? Let's talk. Let Let's talk about what happened last night and just, right. just be ultimately petty. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So before we get out of here, Chase, yes, sir. tell everybody where they can find you. Tell everybody where they can get your book. Um, and by, the, by the way, y'all gonna get this book. Y'all gonna get this book. Please do. <laughs> um, I've been vibing a lot on TikTok lately, so y'all can follow me um at SFOR the culture on TikTok, or you can find me on Instagram, actually Chase Bowling Author. I got a hat. Somebody pretending to be me, so I'm actually Chase Bowling Author, not the imposter. <laughs> and um you could definitely I'm asking everybody no, the way you said that. on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, it's just the way you said that. It reminded me of uh a skit from I don't know if you know who the, the rap group is, Little Brother from uh, out of North Carolina. And there's a skit uh, one of them do. Not the, not the Yeah, it's the skit. He <laughs> say uh he's like, You Roy Lee, you Roy Lee one. Like because Quest Love was re- interviewing him. He's like, You Roy Lee one. He's like, No, I'm Roy Lee eight. It was seven other niggas that got to it before me. So <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, album. this this Vanguard, a, a dread and glorious kingdom, man. You need to check this out. Um, give my man a follow. Actually, Chase Bowling, actually Chase Bowling author, right? Mm-hmm. On IG. Um, IG. This this, I'm telling you, and Will's already reading it, so he's probably halfway through the book. No, <laughs> I really. So I'm not gonna lie. I, I, I I'm not gonna lie. I was kind of going back and forth and listening. I'm somewhere in between chapter seven, but you ain't lying. Like I said, right. I, I love, I dude, you're you're you got a red velvet layer way of storytelling. I really do dig it, but I'm I'm gonna mm-hmm. shut up. Go ahead. Yeah, so mm-hmm. this is dope, and I want you back again because I, you know, you got all these other books that's coming up. You need mm-hmm. to come back to holiday. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Uh, anytime, man. I'm I'm always down to come back and vibe. This was fun, man. You know what I'm saying. So I I am definitely down to come back. Um. Next project I'm working on is set in the 13th century and it's based on the descendants of Fulani Moors who came mm. to fight in our Andalus with Yusuf Ibn Tashfin. I know they love to swear that we wasn't there, but nice. I've been in some rabbit oh, holes <laughs> about genetic and the Tufians and Iberomasurians and like, I, you know, so. I would love to see where, what, sources you cite because i want to i want to i'm i'm a history nut too uh if you just point me in the right direction because i want to read about that too myself i got you <laughs> there's um afro asiatica right it's a website on blogspot um this sister has done so much excellent right research. when i need a damn pen y'all hit me on the gram i'll send you some links to some what? stuff that okay I got. I got entire book mark I'll, I'll drop it in the chat i'll drop it in the chat no. and um, i definitely put you along because you know i felt like that was something that needed to be told and so mm-hmm. um you know i wanted something like black token right where we were represented but still with that real connection to real world history and so I've been working on that. I'm about 32,000 words deep. So, nice. um, you know, maybe maybe I sent a little His sample brother, out, you know, a little beta sample before I finish it. Just even working with. Brother is not um, playing. 
Mm-hmm. Next up, I got this other joint it's called the Constellation of Fates. Hmm. Right. Wow. I think uh Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon Me, Star Wars, and Don't Look Up. Nice. And so well, um, I'm gonna take uh, my glasses off to that one because damn. Right. <laughs> you know what? I was sitting here like, damn, how did he come up with these titles? Like, excuse me. <laughs> he old when he said the last dragon in the Star Wars, and Star I'm like, like oh, I, last dragon. Star, oh, I like that concept has already got my attention. You, you had yeah, me like, at two, but now you got me at, on a hold at the three of them mm-hmm. together. So I've been been dipping and dabbling. The last one I'm working on is called the thing that ate the white people. And uh, <laughs> oh, and it oh. as racist as it sounds, mm. but pretty much. Mm. So, Nature mm. doesn't eat us with the same alarming regularity that uh, it happens to our lesser melanated counterparts, like sinkholes. This is true. Okay. And so, obviously, they must taste better for some strange reason. I think maybe because of the lack of oxidative stress associated with racism. That's right up my alley right there. <laughs> And so uh, this one is set in the piney woods of uh, West Virginia, where our main character has left the urbanized east to some inherited land because the rent is too damn high. And this is inspired on a real life story because they raised my rent like $1,100 during the middle of the pandemic. Right. Jeez. And so, like, yeah, I wish everybody from New York would just go back where the fuck they came from, please. Hey, <laughs> hey, now. Say it again. And- Go home, go back to the world. I don't know why y'all move east when you can go west to Pennsylvania and make the Amish shit expensive. Mess up the traffic patterns in the street. We can't cross the street without people blocking up the whole thing. Well, no, y'all getting all the the bullets. Everybody going to jail because y'all don't know how to use nothing. Just go home. Well, (laughs) you know what? Thank you, Chase. I guess I can't complain now. I can't (laughs) can't complain now. I'm good. So, but yeah, I'm working on that. Like that's coming a little slow because I really I had to be very careful, and I wanted to be funny. So mm-hmm. it's like Look, you, you were already on that page with the title. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. no, nah, that's that's why I call it that. And it's like you know, there's a concept title and there's the actual title. Mm-hmm. And every once in a blue moon, the concept title stick. And so even if I do like somebody pick it up and publish it and call it something totally different. That book will always be called the thing that ain't the white people because, you know, my brain don't work the way it probably supposed to work. And that's just the only way I'm going to remember it now. So <laughs> like, trust me, if that's I give you a nickname, I, God, I ain't been ignorant. I went through my windshield. I'll forget something while I'm doing it. So oh, it's oh, like, no, that just means that means your brain is working right. Cause I'm your brain is working fine. Don't worry. The next time you come on, I'll be like, so how's the thing that ain't the white people going? Yeah, I, I definitely will have some updates. I need accountability partners, man, because I just need that. I just need that on a book. I don't care. I, oh, what? If, I don't oh, the care cover. I don't care. I can see Will carrying a book. I don't care if it's a long story. Right. I can't wait to see the cover. Like, I will just. That that's gonna that is giving me it was giving me fifties vibes like them old black and white horror fifties television. Oh yeah, like oh yeah, like the thing from the swamp. (laughs) Yeah, right. And really, they was talking about us and trying to be creative about it and shit. But yeah, now this right white people. I will I will start a book club just with that. Start with that book. (laughs) Today's reading, kids. (laughs) 
that'd be the that'd be the kids reading hour. Kids come cut kids together around. We are now gonna read from the thing that ate the white people. We always tend to be the savior, right? You know, it's always the strong black friend, the witty black friend. Like, so I wanted to play with the magic negro trope. Right, because like, Ooh. what happens when Negroes stop being magical, bro? Ooh. What happens when we really can't save you? Ooh. Like, what happens when Ooh. we really bite us more than you can chew? And we just like, oh, I'm sorry, kind of. But you end up like Roger from Night of the Demons. What if Roger? What if Roger became a movement? That's right. So you know, like, I definitely want to have some fun with it because we need more black joy. You know, we too many people make money black pain. Right, mm-hmm. and so like that's that's why I wrote the Vanguard is Black Victory, like, and I tell it like if you don't like my book, then you just like Nazis, right? Like you gotta go go, go early two <laughs> thousands Republicans with it, because like I mean, what's more mm-hmm. cathartic than just you know? That's why we cheered like we did every episode of Lovecraft Country. No, oh, you know what, man? When that show went off air, I was terrified. Right, because I was like, damn, bro, you mean to tell me we got the black trauma and the black dopeness, and they still can keep it on the air, right? And me, with, eight, and with, going with 18 with nominations, <laughs> you got a history, you got a you know, the, the history lesson was a was too much for the too much for the expired. They knowing too much, they finding out too much. It's too much that for history oh, lesson. Killed them. Look, wait, hold on, here, look at Kira. Kira's face is saying it all. She's like, mm-mm, yeah, mm-mm, yeah that, the mm-mm. esoteric mm-mm. nature of really what they were doing. Right, mm-hmm. and if you think about the magical stuff that they were doing, and then throw slavery in the context of this, man, please, they couldn't have let that fucking show run too long. Right, we think we're in danger now, bro. Look what, look what happened as a black president, bro. Imagine, just imagine what they might do after that. Who they might have liked? Oh, I I just remember the Google searches after those first two episodes came out, where some people did not believe that Sundown Towns is a real thing. Uh, what? Some people did not believe oh, it. Yeah. They did not believe that. No. They, wait, wait, even they after, wait, after the after the Watchmen when they yeah. did the, the reboot. When the Watchmen, Watchmen did it, nobody Watchmen knew did what it. the hell um, Black Wall Street was. Nobody, yeah. nobody, no. nobody. I I, I, I knew I had known about mm-hmm. it maybe twenty years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I you remember guess. going to work and asking an older lady, mm-hmm. "Did she ever hear about it?" She was like, "I've never heard of that." I asked oh, my mother in law; she's never heard of it, and she's from West wow. Virginia. Yeah, and I'm like, wow, like, and it op- it opened up. That's what I said. The reason why I love that show, number <laughs> one, just because of great writing, but number two, history lessons. Mm-hmm. Like, again, it was a history lesson in every episode. Lesson every episode. It really amazes me how many people don't know our history about us because I've always known and heard about sundown towns. Like my granny and them used to sit around and talk about you know little road trips and stuff. And that's really how I learned about the Green Book. And when the movie Ooh, came out, I was like, oh, this say, should be good. It, I mean, it, it didn't really... It's, it's, it's a couple <coughs> of documentaries about it that touch more mm-hmm. on what it actually is. Mm-hmm. The Green Book was kind of more about, you know, the um, the yeah, doctor. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. Right, the friendship between those two. But yeah. the documentaries really say what it was. But, like, I'll, I ha- I've had people over here and we've watched it and they'd be like... I never heard of that. That was actually a real thing. And mm-hmm. you kind of want to be like, where the fuck you been? But then you kind of want to just be like, yes, it was. Yeah, but you know yeah, what that... happened? We don't listen to our elders, right? Mm-hmm. And I miss no. my family's old people, right? Because mm-hmm. see, a lot of our history is oral. Yep. Like, we always knew they was never going to write it down. The daughters of the Confederacy wrote our textbooks. 
Mm-hmm. White uh-huh. supremacy and mine. So it's like, you know, sometimes like my mother is, is old as some folk grandmother. Like my mother, God bless her, she in her 70s, right? And so it's like this. My mother was around for a lot of things, bro, that other people's mom might have just read about or seen. And so I had the benefit of people that would have been around. Like my family really had to fight these crackers for their land, bro. Right? Like, and this wasn't no, like, it was like our own personal Rosewood just for us. Right. Yeah. And it's like, yo, this is what happened. And until we pass, and this is why what we do is important. Right. Because mm-hmm. if we don't tell these stories right now, listen, you could throw a million documentaries out there and it didn't get you half of the Google searches that Love Crab Country did. Yeah, on right. Real life history. Right. I'm still right. waiting on somebody, another network to pick that up. I just refuse to believe that it's just going to be gone they, forever. They will not. I'm going to tell you what happened. Something got said. Words got said, and what they did was that they buried it. Yep, I don't give a thing. They can't. She still no, puts like it's out it there up. now. They can't. Like it's literal petitions and pages dedicated HBO. to it. You don't understand the power of money and what yeah. HBO has doubled mm-hmm. down in Middle America. Think yeah. more content yeah. like uh, what's that, Peacemaker? Yeah. 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 Right, yeah. that's what we're about to get more of. That's what yeah. Middle America wants to see, yep. right? Mm-hmm. And so, when Love Crab Country went off the air, I think it was a beta test. Are we gonna lose all the money now? Man, we took it away. Point. What's well, gonna happen? No. Well, they, they're losing money, yeah. They quite a bit. Thanks to. Thanks to the DC movies, they bled quite a bit. I mean, if you think about uh, it, between, if you really think about it between Watchmen and Lovecraft Country, the, you could be right. I'll give you a point because you that was those were tests, especially Watchmen. Watchmen, Watchmen kind of went to the more extreme side, but still dealt with it. At the yep. same time, Lovecraft just kept on dropping. You know what Lovecraft is? Lovecraft was basically uh brilliant schoolyard, was basically schoolyard rock, except with history lessons and no filters. <laughs> That's pretty it's much what it was. All you that's 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 teaching you every episode. That's all that you how to run and, and teaching you how to run through the woods. Thank you, Jenny right. Smollett. Uh, <laughs> before we get out of here, <laughs> Kira, tell everybody where they can find you. Um, you can. I wrote it down this time. You can find me on Instagram <laughs> fan base. Um, as Roomful of Blurds, all one word. Um, on Fanbase, I hold a little social chat room every Saturday at 9 p.m. It's a lot of fun. Come by. We talk about everything pop culture and blurred culture in general. Um, and we gossip. Um, <laughs> uh, I also have a podcast on Spotify, Apple, something else out there. Um, and it's called Child of Mandalore. And I talk about the history of the Mandalorians and how they're kind of like the black people of Star Wars. But they are. Thank you so much. I think yeah, they're pretty much like I'm, that. I make I make parallels. <laughs> Trust me. Don't worry. I got you. Um, <laughs> and you can also Girl, find me on TikTok. Knights of the Old Republic Two. I've been saying that the Mandalorians was ninjas. We like, we knew what time it was with them colonizing Jedi. We knew. We knew. This is how you know. This is how new. This is how you know you've grown to be an adult when you realize. The Jedi, the Jedi wasn't always right, <laughs> and, yet, and yet the dark side was never wrong. But anyway, go ahead, Karen. I mean, <laughs> look, they just had a good idea; they just went too far. Um, but, yeah. but <laughs> the dark side was job creators. I mean, 
Well, what's the end product? They really work. They did create it. They created a whole new economy. It was capitalism. But anyway, so that's just a tip of how much I know about Star Wars and its mm -hmm. history. Um, you can also find me on TikTok under Child Mandalore because I am. She's Lady Mandalore. She's I Lady Mandalore. Thank you. That's the name, Lady Mandalore. <laughs> well, oh, I'm sorry. I just, I just thought about Kira. Just, I can't wait for her for her takes on Mandalorian season three when that comes out. I can't wait for that. <laughs> as, as she gets really? real bug-eyed. They better huh? have at least one black Mandalorian underneath that damn mask. That's the only thing I'm gonna say. That's, That's the only thing. They better have one. There's a lot more brown in the game. I just need the black saber to stay where it is on his hip. But anyway, uh, Black Box <laughs> 147 is where you can find me, guys, on all socials uh, TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, all that good stuff. I also do have a couple of podcasts that you can find on YouTube and on Facebook by their names, How the Frack We Got Here, my usual uh, daily news political podcast, my video game uh, podcast that I have with my buddy Joe Tonello called Get Bit Podcast. Um, and of course, I, as uh, Chris has said at the beginning of the show, I do usually handle the wrestling side of blurred's eye view why because wrestling is real people are fake shout out to <laughs> for that one um, oh and by the but, by the way stephanie mcmahon has resigned oh her C, her co-ceo chair and her father is one of the executives i no, don't know what we, the hell we, we is running for office in connecticut take her back <laughs> So where, 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 where is the Imperial March when you need it? Just hear Vince McMahon just with smoke entering the room, just like I've returned. <laughs> no, but uh, with that walk, <laughs> just with a walk, and just I don't, I don't need the no chance music playing. I want the Imperial Death March because that's what it should be at this point because mm -hmm. WWE's about to get sold. But um. But you can usually find my articles on Blurred's Eye View. Um, aside from that, guys, like I usually say uh, at the end. Like me, follow me. Don't be a creeper. We'll all be cool. <laughs> TJ, you want to go? I am um, the unicorn, so I'm exclusively only on IG um, at TJ, uh, TJ underscore 1111. Um, <clears throat> uh, the, Mr. Fury has graciously given me um, a few little uh, nouns and verbs to put on the website. So I will be providing a little content for Black-owned businesses at Blurred's Eye View. And I can finally announce this week, officially, um, I am um, at Life Anew Behavioral Health Services. So if you know anybody, it is a Black-owned um, behavioral health services for any um, addiction and, and mental health, which we really need in our community. So I am a new case manager there. Um, and so that is my new, what I've taken on recently. Um, and that's where I can be found. All right. All right. Hey, everybody. It's the, it's the ringleader, the man on the wall, Chris Fury. How you doing? And guess what? You can find us everywhere. If you go to the IG page, Blurred's Eye View, it will send you to the link tree in the bio where we'll send you to Facebook, Blurred's Eye View Podcast. It will send you to Twitch, Blurred's Eye View 1, and it can also send you to the YouTube channel. Go show your love. Hit that notification bell and hit that subscribe button as well, and you'll get great past interviews just like this one we had with our guest chase bowling tonight uh you can also listen to us on opulence radio just go to the opulenceradio.com download the app completely free and you can listen to those same episodes and piss your boss off 
Uh, <laughs> what do you listen to? Nothing. I'm listening to those new profit margins that Warner Brothers are screwing up. Uh, <laughs> in the meantime, we want to thank our guest, Chase Bowling, for coming through. Dope interview. Dope book. Go pick it up. The Vanguard. A Dread and Glorious Kingdom. Go pick up his past works. This brother's deep. This brother's working. I want to see all this content. I want to read all this content. Yo, somebody who's smart out there, like all black or something, not Tubi. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we want somebody that has a budget. Uh, <laughs> budget that's not afraid to get in the water with us and mm -hmm. and and get this thing made. Whether, you know, I, I was going to say animation, but yo, this, I want to see this. Oh, that's got to be live mm -hmm. action. Baby. I want this as live action. Yeah. Yes. And you yeah. better write that, start writing that screenplay, please. Work on yes. that. Because I, I see, I, I am I so on it. It is I'm so learning how to write a screenplay so I can write the screenplay. So, I'm yeah, because there is a ton of talent, black talent, and your dream was, cast, please. Because yeah, I, I know look, the cast is gonna be mind blowing. Look, look, oh, yeah, if, I've, if you watch, I've if you watch this somewhere around, yeah, if you've watched anything from Blurred's Eye View, we love a good fan cast. Uh, <laughs> we love a good fan cast. So uh until Thursday, you can also you can catch us every Tuesday at 8 30 p.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, and also every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern, same channels. We will be back this Thursday before we get ready for this Saturday, which is the marathon for the longest uh video podcast. Not just us, we only get an hour slot, but you're gonna see our faces probably more than once on mm -hmm. different shows. Uh, for this is for the March for the Record book. We're going. We're trying to go for. We're one of the podcasts that's going for uh, longest video, longest running video podcast. So uh, it's going to be for Martin Luther King weekend, fourteenth, fifteenth, and the sixteenth. So you want to tune in for that. Uh, more news on that will be coming up because you won't see us like we like we normally do. You're not gonna. You don't get the flash and and the whole. We're just going straight into it, baby. Uh, so until <laughs> then. Like I do with every show, I want to thank our guests once again. Uh, like I do with every show, remember to educate yourself and others, entertain yourself and others, and most of all, encourage yourself and others. This is Chris Fury with this lovely band of people. Thank you, Chase Bolin, for this dope interview. We're out of here. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye.